Hey everybody, Scott Jansen here. Welcome to the audiobook of my new book, which is I Can Make You a Rich Coach, Hypnotherapist, and NLP Practitioner. So the reason I thought I would uh, create an audio version of this book, because I know a lot of you guys are super, super busy, and uh, this is something that maybe you can listen to while driving in the car. It could be maybe uh, if you're willing to uh, be listening to this at the gym, maybe when you're doing some cardio, or even just walking around the house and doing your chores, this will be a great uh, piece of audio to have playing uh, while you're doing uh, those tasks as well. So very, very excited about this. If you have not read this book, um, what I do recommend you do is go over to my website, scottjansen.com.au. Make sure you download this book as well. It's for free download because even some of the stuff I'm going to be talking about will require you to be looking at the screen. Obviously, you guys can see the book in front of you, um, but also we do have some clickable links uh, throughout the book as well that takes you to other resources, other videos, which allows me more time to dive deeper into the strategies that I'm going to be talking about in this book. Now, although this book's only about 51 to 52 pages, um, you can expect this audio version to be quite long because what I would really like to do is I'm going to be reading and narrating this book as we go through this video. But what it also allows me to do is stop at certain points in the book and uh, give you guys a more in-depth and thorough look at the strategy that I'm talking about. So what will happen? I'll narrate the book as it is written, but I'll also stop at certain parts and dive deeper into the strategy, which I'm sure you guys would really appreciate. I want to keep this nice and nice and casual. Um, I'm going to do my best to try and read this without stuttering my words or making any mistakes. But hey, we're all human. Um, if you've been following me for a long time, you know that's pretty regular for me. Uh, but like I said, I do want to make this as extensive as possible and really give you guys some incredible value and really shine the light on some really important strategies, even though, like I said, this book's only 51 pages. Uh, but like I said, it allows me to dive deeper into those strategies as we go through. So without further ado, guys, again, let me welcome you to the audio version of I Can Make You a Rich Coach, Hypnotherapist and NLP Practitioner. And uh, we're going to do this all without paid ads, without funnels, without using websites, without giving away free sessions. No meetups, no events, no handing out business cards. This is essentially how you can take your business online, regardless of how long you've been in the industry for, how many clients you have or haven't had. Even if you don't know your prices, you don't know your niche, you don't know social media, I'm going to give you all of these strategies throughout these 51 pages. So I'm super, super excited. Let's dive into part one. So let me explain what is I Can Make You a Rich Coach, Hypnotherapist, or NLP Practitioner. So this book is the last and most important part of your journey as a coach, hypnotherapist, and NLP practitioner. It's the piece of the puzzle that will bring together your certifications, your therapy, your coaching knowledge, and probably what you guys have had, which is hundreds and hundreds of hours of study and your passion to help people. But like most who start their first business, the overwhelming amount of information, strategies, tips, and tricks turn a simple business model, which is really just get paid clients really becomes a mess of confusion, frustration, and a lot of chaos begins to show. Your therapeutic and coaching skills has the potential, as you guys would realize, to change the lives of anyone and everyone around you and turn your dream of helping people into a high-paying career. But only if you know how to capture the attention of your ideal clients in your niche, design the correct solution and service that your clients will pay for, and systemize and optimize the operations of your business so it runs like a well-oiled machine. Now, the metaphors of a well-oiled machine, systems, operations, infrastructure will be common throughout this book. 
As just like a machine that is programmed to start and complete a certain task with absolute precision, your business can actually be programmed to do the same with you guys at the control. You can now make your business work for you instead of you being a slave to your business. So this book is the program. I'm going to show you how to install this program into your business. This book is that missing piece of the puzzle that everybody else has ignored. This book will help you to find your ideal client, your niche, your service that can demand an expert price, no matter how long you've been qualified for. This book will help you capture the attention of your potential clients online without using expensive ads, funnels, software, or giving away your skills for free. This book will help you sell your service rather for what it's worth and show the amazing value it can provide in someone's life. This book will help you systemize, optimize, and define a predictable, sustainable, and reliable business with the least amount of effort. This book will also help you turn your years of hard work, study, focus, and passion into a thriving career that you and your family can be proud of. This book will help you avoid years and years of frustration and confusion trying to build your business by yourself with no plan. I have done all the thinking for you. I cannot stress that enough, folks. When listening to this book or even reading the copy of this, I've done all the thinking for you. All you have to do now is take action. And I'm going to give you every single action step that you need. So let's look at the introduction. So let me start this book by saying this and setting a frame. I started out just like you guys. My background is as a hypnotherapist. Okay. I was a hypnotherapist for well, well, well over a decade. And what I'm teaching you in this book was what I had to design in my business because I had no plan. I had no help. I had no mentor. I had no idea. It was my very first business I was running. And back then, well over a decade ago, the normal way of marketing the business is what some people are still using now, which makes me cringe. The business cards, the flyers, trying to speak to businesses, go business door knocking. I used to have to do all of those things, making cold calls because there was nothing else available. And right now, if you're listening to me, and you're still doing those things, hopefully by the end of this book, you'll see an easier and a new way because those outdated marketing strategies no longer work. They didn't even work that well back then. But I started just like you guys. I get it. Just like you and just like me, you want to help as many people as you can. I get that. You believe your skill is a gift and you shouldn't charge for it. And it's all about helping your clients and not making money. You want to make an impact in the world and I get it. However, I also get that you're a part of this world, folks. You're a part of these people you're trying to help. And you have to survive and provide for yourself and your family. You live in a reality where bills need to be paid. Course and education loans need to be paid. And your banks expect regular mortgage payments. A business in any shape or form require, requires resources. Income, which is resources that fuels your business and allows it to stay alive and for you to thrive. So as you can imagine, I'm going to be talking about making money in this book. This whole book is just about making money. If you do not wish to make money as a hypnotherapist, coach, or practitioner, this book isn't for you, and it's fine. I'll give you a moment. You can click off this video and you know go watch something else. If you're interested in making money, that's what this book's for. My business was never about my own success when I first started. Like I said, I started out just like you. It was just about helping clients, and it still is to this day, but I also have to juggle the hat of being a business owner, an entrepreneur, because I have to survive. I never really understood how a therapist or coach could really come to terms with and expect to work with successful clients if they're not successful themselves. 
I mean, if you're stressed out about paying your bills, not making money where pretty much your electricity is about to be turned off, could you really be a good therapist? Could you really give your clients everything they deserve? Probably not because you're stressed out about your own problems. Like I said, I was like you at the start. That's all I cared about was my clients and I negated anything that I needed. I fell for the trap of spending years and years trying to heal myself with random unconscious theories about the mind, energy blocks, abundance blocks, energy, the universe. I went through all of that, guys. I probably bought every single course on the face of this planet about all of those things. I was obsessed with because I was convinced, just like the majority of the industry, that that was the reason why I was not successful. And boy, did I suffer. I fell for the trap, like I said. But as the years went by and I neglected my business while I was trying to heal myself, I almost went under. So I looked for something new. Now, I went and looked at successful business owners, entrepreneurs, companies like Amazon and Google, and realized they rarely spoke of this other stuff that all these gurus talk about. And I'm sure at their meetings, it wasn't about creating vision boards or writing affirmations or praying to the universe, but they were talking about systems, operations, onboarding, time management, and what I call conscious activities, things that they had to do each day to get the, the needle to move in their business, daily actions to harness their machine and their company. I realized the only successful people talking about this quote unquote other stuff were just mentors and experts trying to sell me their course for which I bought many, pretty much all of them. But inside their business, sure, I bought their product and what they were preaching and what they were harping on about. But when I look behind their business, I noticed the same things that I saw in Amazon and Google. There were systems, there were operations, there were sales teams, there was onboarding, there was time management and a shitload of the right action taking with precision. So that's what I did. I changed my whole perception of my business. I took my business seriously and I mirrored these successful companies. I focused my attention on behind the scenes and it clicked. And since then, I've never looked back. I didn't have some life-changing universal moment. I didn't have some big unconscious breakthrough. I didn't have some life-changing dream or created the perfect timeline of my future and by a miracle, it all came true. You know, despite what every other expert says, that's how they became successful, which we know now is not the truth. I literally got out of my head and it was one of the most painful and hardest things for me to do. And I just stopped thinking. I stopped working on myself, literally stopped the affirmations. I stopped the self-hypnosis. I stopped everything trying to fix myself. And geez, like, I was a mess, guys. I stopped working on myself and started working on and in my business. And over time, the me I was trying to fix for years and years with all these random abstract theories and ideas, when I stopped thinking, I got out of my head and concentrated on the conscious activities, the me I was trying to fix was fixed. With enough proof that I could be successful, all my anxiety, my fear, my procrastination, my fear of failure, the doubt, and all the other stuff I thought was real, and these were the things holding me back, disappeared. It wasn't the fact that the stuff I was trying to help myself with and heal myself with, that didn't change me. That actually made me worse. But as soon as I stopped doing that stuff and focused on the things that I could control, everything changed. So I kicked myself today that I didn't realize this sooner and stopped listening to all these out there theories and success ideas with all these so-called spiritual gurus and gurus in general. And voila, 
I was cured. And that is what I teach my students. The coaches, the hypnotherapists and NLP is just like you are starting business to now growing the fastest and most profitable business in the industry. That's what I've taught them to do. It's one of my cliches in my course that I must say about a million times. Stop thinking. So in this book, I'm not going to talk about the mind as you already know about it and you're possibly using your own techniques to help yourself. I always found that bizarre when therapists and coaches are just always continually learning about the mind, the mind, the mind, the mind. How much do you have to learn before you realize I'm learning all the same stuff I've been learning for two years and it's still not working? I know what will fix that if I just do more of the same thing, which is not the case. I'm not going to talk about vibration. I'm not going to talk about spirits. I'm not going to talk about universal connections, luck, visualization, or vision boards, as these are not my expertise, uh, my expertise rather, and I don't do any of them. But I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not discounting them, but I'm trying to give you guys a new way. So I want you guys to remain open-minded. I'm not going to spend half the book talking about myself. Don't you hate when experts do that? I'm just going to give you the system. And I'm sure you don't want to read about me. If you want to, you can go online, find out more about me if you want to. You want your own success. I will, however, tell you to get out of your own head and stop thinking. If you can do that for the longevity of this book, I guarantee things will change. This will be direct and straight to the point, no fluff, no sugarcoating things, and it will, I'm sure, be totally new to what you're used to and reading and hearing about. All of this aside, I'm sure you'll appreciate the direct approach in this book if it means you start making money for the first time in your business, get control over your success, and creating a reliable and profitable business. So all the material, the value, the systems and strategies I'll be teaching you are not just theory and what looks good on paper. I'll back these up with real proof and steps for you to apply them for yourself. These strategies and systems will not include funnels, paid ads, five-day free challenges, free and pro bono sessions, being authentic, hope, trust in the, in the universe, vibration or clearing abundance blocks. I'm sure you've done all of that stuff and you're still reading a book like this, which shows you it hasn't worked. They'll be actionable tools you can implement today to get real world material results, which is money, clients, and success. So let's jump down the rabbit hole and take a scientific, systemized, and predictable approach to your business and make some fucking money doing something you love, guys. I mean, isn't it about time? Now, you have two choices when reading this book or even hearing this audio version. Number one, this is what most people will do. And I get it. I'm not naive. This is what most people are going to do. You probably... Already, if you're this part of the book, you may have had that voice inside your head say, no, but I love that vibrational stuff, the energy stuff, Scott, you're wrong, you're wrong. And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I'm trying to give you guys something new. Okay. So like most, they'll probably ignore these lessons and you'll tell yourself, you'll figure it out for yourself, that you shouldn't concentrate on money because it's all about helping clients and people. Clients won't pay you because you're not good enough yet. There's that normal cliche thing going around at the moment. You know that you shouldn't niche because if you do, you'll miss out on all the clients. You'll take better action in a few months. It's all about mindset and energy and they need to be cleared first before you can have success and abundance blocks and all that stuff. I have money and abundance blocks and that's the reason why I'm not successful yet. So you'll ignore those lessons and you'll go back to your default and your old way of thinking. But I implore you just for the sake of these 51 pages to just let go of that. And I'm gonna say, please here, just for the sake of this book so you can learn something new. So you can ignore the lessons, you can ignore everything I'm about to tell you, or you can be the second type of person, which I hope you'll become, which is face this reality. Break your habits and forget these excuses. Admit you don't know it all. Admit you can't figure this all out for yourself. Agree that it is the first business you've ever started. You're not meant to know it all. 
and you and you do need a trusted expert to help you and to start growing your business in a whole new way with a proven systemized model. This always blew my mind when I speak to people on strategy calls that they will go out of their way to become certified as a therapist or coach, which is mandatory. It's necessary to get, you know, to have the right certification to help clients. And they'll go out and scout an expert and they'll work with an expert. When it comes to the business, oh, no, no, no. Don't want to hire a business coach. Can't do that. I'll figure it all out for myself. Knowing they've never run a business before. It's the very first time they've been an entrepreneur. Very first time they've been their own boss and they sort of wing it. They just know that if it's vibrational, it's trust in the universe, it's hope, it's praying, that'll bring clients to you. It's like, as long as you're certified, and I've literally heard, you know, certification teachers say this on stage, which made me cringe. As long as you're certified, as long as you've got masters in this and masters in that and special in this and clinical in that, that's all you need because clients will come kicking down your door. I wish business was that easy. If it was, I wouldn't need to create a book like this, but unfortunately it's not. If you've never run a business before, if you've never got paid clients for, you don't know how to do your prices. You don't know how to find a niche. You don't know how to use social media. You don't know how to systemize. You don't know how to hire a team or a VA. You have to learn this stuff. Just like you learn to be a great therapist or a coach, you need a business coach, someone who's an expert. And that's what this book's showing you how to be. So here's how to work. The structure of this book is in really four ways. I'll introduce you to a new strategy. That's number one. Number two, I will explain what the strategy is and its context. Number three, I'll explain the problem that occurs if you don't use this strategy. And then number four, I'll show you the solution, which will be what will happen if you implement these strategies. And you can take your pick whether you want to apply it or not. Take out all the emotions and passion when reading this book so you're not blinded by them. Otherwise, you'll miss out on how simple being a successful therapist, coach, NLP can actually be and how easy it is to use these strategies. But if you're blinded by your passion, you're blinded by your doubt, and you think you know it all already, you're going to miss how simple this can be. It is not a complex business model. So you will also notice that I've added additional resource videos from my YouTube channel, which is like I said before, guys, get the download copy of this because uh, there's a lot of parts in this book where I say, click on this link, it'll take you to a video. And like I said, this book's only 51 pages, but the video I've attached might be 45 minutes long. So it really dives deep into that strategy. Okay. So like I said, I added additional resources from my YouTube channel. Uh, we've got hundreds of hours, probably even close to 500 hours worth of content. You guys can go check that out as well. Using a click here nomenclature, which will dive deeper into how to apply the strategy. So I recommend, like I said, get the book. That way you can use those YouTube videos as well. So that's the end of part one. That opens up the strategy and the book for us. So let's dive deep into the first strategy. Let's go. The beginning. When most coaches, hypnotherapists, NLPs, practitioners, healers, consultants, and beyond start a business, chaos begins. And this goes from picking multiple niches that have not been proven to be profitable, creating numerous short courses with fancy names attached to multiple funnels and websites, packaging their service and offers in seven different ways with names like gold pack and VIP pack with multiple prices, discounts, percentages off, and buy one, get one freeze, Attempting every social media platform, speaking for free at events, hosting meetup groups and podcasts and giving away free sessions and everything in between. This chaos creates a virus inside of the mind of the practitioner that has no way of being stopped. While applying this chaotic structure to their business and noticing no results, more chaos is introduced, creating a bigger and messier to, and messier, sorry, to do list that spirals out of control, even when 15 hour days, seven days a week produces no desired results. 
Months of this turn into frustration and looking for a nine to five job becomes a necessity just to pay your bills and keep your passion alive. Eventually going back to work on a Monday morning with a master's and clinical in advance and every certification becomes your new reality. Not to mention your massive education and certification bills that will take you years just to pay back with skills that you can never profit from. So what's the solution to this? Well, I want to stop it right here because what I just explained was my business, the way it started for me. Okay, back then social media wasn't really around. But what I thought was this, because this is what other experts I was watching, the Tony Robbins and all that, and all the other experts at the time, the Michael Burnoffs and all of that sort of stuff. And what I was saying, no one was talking about niching, having the right price, the right service. It was all work with clients and be passionate, find your passion and that'll make you money. That was pretty much the only strategy out there at the time. And I thought logically, if I don't niche, I'm going to get more clients. If I have lower prices, I'm going to have more clients. If I have multiple offers, I'll have more clients. If I have multiple ways and multiple business cards and flyers to get clients, I'll have more clients. And I just thought more equaled more. But it doesn't work like that. More actually equaled chaos. And it was so hard to pinpoint what was working in my business, which wasn't much, but I couldn't see it. And what wasn't working in my business, which was 95% of my business. And what happened is I thought I had to just do more and more and more and more of everything to the point where I was literally doing 15 hour days just to try and get clients. And it still wasn't working. So what did I think? Well, if I'm doing 15 hours a day, seven days a week, I have to do 16 hours, then 17 hours. And you can see where that's going. And this was my business. And if you're hearing this and reading this book, it's probably your business too. And for the majority of people, which is really, really unfortunate for the thousands of therapists and coaches I speak to every year on Strategy Call, do you know the amount of therapists and coaches that call themselves a success coach, a success therapist, but are now looking for a nine to five job? And it's not out of what they're doing is wrong. It's not because their skills aren't unique and they don't know how to treat clients. They just haven't figured this stuff out because they weren't willing to make the leap to the extent to go find someone and have an expert's advice on what to do. It was literally, okay, I'm certified. I'm a success coach. People will come looking for me, but it's simply not the case. So this old school mentality of just doing more and yeah, look, doing the right work and grinding, I really appreciate it. And I think that it's important, but you have to know what work to do. You have to know what work to grind on in order to be successful. And unfortunately, probably 90% of the industry are at a nine to five job right now, even though they call themselves a coach and a therapist that can help other people have success, but they can't figure it out for themselves. And they're using their nine to five job, the money they make from that, just to keep a random business alive. You couldn't even call it a business. And when I saw this, it was heartbreaking because I've been there, done that, and I've come out the other end of it. So we have to find something new. So what is the solution to this? How do you avoid this? If you're listening to this while doing a nine to five job, how can you get out of that and become a coach and a therapist and do something you'd love without having to resort to go get another job just to survive? So what's the solution to this chaos, this chaotic business model? Well, this book is the solution to this mess and chaos. I will teach you, I'll teach you sorry, systems thinking, systems tracking, and business operations that will turn your chaotic and unreliable quote unquote thing into a re repeatable, reliable, and predictable business. Together, we will turn the chaos into a well-oiled machine with highly engineered parts that run with precision and give your business a predictable set of rules that you can control, okay? Obviously, I can't hear your answer to this question, but imagine this. What do you think it would be like to wake up every single day and know exactly down to the last 
fucking movement. The last button push, the last word you say to get a client. You knew exactly what to do every single day, step by step by step. And if you just followed those steps, it always spat out a paying client. That is control. That is reliability. That is a system. That's what I'm teaching you to do. None of this sitting in front of your laptop thinking, how am I going to get a client today? I know. I'll just sit and meditate on this for the next three hours and you know, a client will come to me because I'm certified I'm putting out great energy into the universe. No, we need to have a reliable set of rules that our business can function through. Just like Amazon, just like Facebook, just like all YouTube, just like all of these big, massive, multi-billion dollar companies have systems, have tracking, have operations, know what they need to do, know what buttons to push and what buttons not to push. And therapists and coaches should not be any different. We're a business for God's sake. Let's start acting like a business owner and treating our business by a set of rules that should be governing the business from the start. So we'll turn these random acts of marketing, these random acts of daily action, this guessing and wondering and hoping into a trackable and usable equation, just like a well-thought-outside science experiment. Like I said, Wake up each day knowing that, okay, it's Monday. You know what? I feel like getting a $1,500 client today. Well, I know if I do this, 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 and this, and the quicker I get this, 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 and this done, bang, I've got myself a $1,500 client. I'm done for the day. Then you wake up Tuesday and you go, you know what? Monday was quite cool. I enjoyed getting paid $1,500. You know what? I could go another client. Awesome. I'm going to repeat exactly what I did on Monday. Bang, 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 new $1,500 client. Wow, I've made three grand in two days. Wednesday, you wake up, don't feel like working today. I'm going to take the day off. Thursday, you wake up and go, you know what? I could use another $1,500 client. I'm going to do the exact thing I did on Monday and on Tuesday. That's trackable. That's a reusable equation. That's the extent that we can get your business to step by step by step. And then all it takes is for you to think, well, how many clients do I want to see a month? How much money do I want to make a month? How much of my own time would I like in my day where I do not want to sit in front of my computer that if I just grind for the first two or three hours per day, it's the same as when I used to grind for 15 hours a day, but at least I'm getting paid for it. Wouldn't it be nice to know what to do and what to ignore? That's reliability. That's what this book's going to show you how to do. So you go from something where you're doing random acts of marketing and random daily actions and random thoughts and vibration, all that sort of stuff into something that's trackable that you can iterate and make better. To go from this, well, I think I should maybe do this today or maybe I should do this. No, 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 I've got to do this first. Or is it this first? Hang on, I need to sit on YouTube for five hours and figure this out. I need to get motivated. Oh, I really hope this works today. Fingers crossed, I just got another bill in the mail. I'm not really sure how to make this work. What should I do if it doesn't work? Maybe I've got to go do this. Oh, no, no, it's another certification I need. No, no, I don't have any money for that. Maybe I need to give more free sessions. Chaos. Let's calm that mind down and go from that to this, which is I will do this because if I do this, this will happen. Once that happens, I'm going to do it again. Then when that happens, I'm going to do it again and again and again, and each time I'm saying again, guys, I mean, again, equals a client. I know what to do each day to get a paying client. The day that happened for me in my business, and when I see my hundreds and hundreds of students get to that point, 
where in the past they were lucky to make $1,000 a month, now some are exceeding $20,000, dollars $50,000 a month, is liberating. The money is exciting. The getting the clients is exciting. Being successful is exciting. But I know the one thing they love most out of all of this, guys, is control. Knowing, I know this is, I'm super passionate about this control thing. Because the day I could wake up and I knew exactly what to do to get a client without a shadow of a doubt, it's like all my stresses went away. I never had to think again. I never had to worry. If I wanted to get a client, I knew what steps to take. If I didn't want to get a client or didn't feel like doing any work, I know I could repeat it the day after, after I took a day off. That's what we're aiming for, guys. Now, obviously, I can't hear your answer to this, but say it out loud anyway. Wouldn't, isn't that the type of business you'd rather have? Rather than, should I do this? Maybe I should do that. Oh, no, that's not going to work. But if it does work, what do I do next? How do I take that and do this? Is it this? Is it funnel? Is it YouTube? Is it Facebook? Free session. I've got to do this. And there's that. Oh, I don't know what to do. And now I've been sitting in front of my laptop for five hours doing absolutely nothing. That's chaos. We want to turn your business into control. So look, there are three types of business owners. Okay. And I want you to define which one you are. So number one, and I'll give you a bit of advice. I was all of these at one point. So number one is the, I want to do everything therapist. They see the chaos in their business. They don't know what to do. And they figure, they assume that in order to break the chaos, I've got to do everything because everything is the key. And if I do everything every single day for the rest of my life, I'll have a successful business. So this is what I call the do everything therapist. When therapists start out in business, they try to attempt everything at once, just like I did. They use every social media platform at once. They attend every single event and networking party at once. They create 12 funnels with different paid ads. They give away free sessions and pro bono sessions. They host events, webinars, workshops, and podcasts. They create 10 different packages, products in eight different niches with 16 different prices and everything in between. And then very quickly, they get overwhelmed, they get exhausted, and their effort never really materializes into money or success. And when they see this approach not working, what do they do like I did? They keep adding more and more and more and more and more of everything until 15 hours a day are still not producing any paid clients. So that's the first type of therapist. I wonder if that's you. Or are you the second type of therapist? The, the overthinker and overworrier. And as a matter of fact, this is where I started as the overthinker and the overworrier. Then I went to the, I'll do everything therapist. Then I moved on to the third stage, which I'll show you guys in a moment. So number two is the overthinker and the warrior. The therapist or a coach comes to realize how much they think they must do. They don't know for sure. They just have been told by every expert, that's what they have to do. And they think this is exactly what I have to do. That I have to be on every social media platform. I've got to do sales, but sales are scary. Asking for money is scary. I've got to do videos and Facebook lives. I have to create YouTube videos. I have to have funnels and paid ads and giveaways. I have to go to networking events and I have to go to meetups and I've got to go to all of them. I must give away free sessions because my, my, my uh, expert, my person I was taught by said, I need to give away free sessions. I have to do pro bono. I have to give away business cards. I've got to hand out flyers. Talking to people and giving away your free sessions. I've definitely got to do that. I definitely have to pick a niche. But then I don't have to pick a niche and one niche won't help. Maybe I have five niches, but no, I need one niche, then five, then no, it's six. Or the latest expert said I need 12 niches. I've got to do that too. 
that I have to be pricing on my service. I've got to have a higher price, but no one's going to pay me a higher price. I can't even ask for $50, but every expert saying I'm going to charge $1,500. What if I charge $25? That's not going to be enough. Chaos, chaos, chaos. And then all of a sudden they go from seeing face-to-face clients or trying to get that business to work. And now they're launching programs. They're launching group coaching programs. They've got free uh, Facebook groups. They're doing funnels and they're jumping from niche to niche to expert to expert. And all they start to think is, look, I'll make 18 different products with 19 different funnels with six different price packages in 15 different niches. That's the stuff I think I need to do. But I'm an overthinker. I'm a warrior. And of course, they end up in the same place as therapist and coach number one. They get overwhelmed, confused where to start, and they do nothing. Their only conclusion as to why their business is not working, despite they're not doing anything, that's the point I want to make here, they're not taking one step of action. But their conclusion is, the reason I don't have paid clients is because I'm not certified enough or my mindset is blocked. I have abundance blocks. It's abundance blocks. It's the universe. That's stopping me from making money. But don't forget, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing any videos. I'm not marketing my business. I haven't found a niche. I'm not doing anything. Because it's the abundance blocks, Scott. It's the universe. I've got to clear this stuff up first. And they've concluded that not only that, they have to be more certified. They have to have clinical. You can't run a business without masters. And they have guessed that the real problem with their business is these things. And that's the word there is guess. And I can guarantee that's one reason why most therapists and coaches, unfortunately, would not be successful in their business because they spend a lot of time guessing instead of acting. So which one are you? Are you the do-it-all therapist, number one? Or are you number two, the overthinker and the warrior? What I hope by the end of this book, and if you watch my YouTube videos, you've known me for long enough now, I hope you become the number three because that's what I desire you to become. I wish I became the number, thir- uh, the number three therapist first. It would have saved a hell of a lot of time. So who is the number three? Well, I call this person the asymmetry expert. They cut complexity, systems, strategies, niches, service, prices, and social media down to one action. Leaving this type of therapist with one niche, one price, one service, one social media strategy, and one very clear focus. The students I've talked about before, and you've probably seen all the thousands of testimonials of these students doing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand a month. I mean, $50,000 per month as a therapist or a coach is pretty much unheard of. Have one niche, one price, one service, one social media strategy, and one focus. No stress, no complexity, no chaos, and they know what to do each and every day. And beyond that, they know what not to do. So like I said, this book is designed to help you to become the third type, a systems thinker who has control over every moving part of their business and has control over its predictability. The third type can wake up each day with a specific set of rules and instructions to act upon. They know which levers to pull and what buttons to push that produce their their desired outcome, which is paying clients. That's all that matters is paying clients in the amount they want in the price they want and anytime they want it. I want you to really understand that that's how simple this thing can be with the right tools. So essentially if you want to work on your business to earn more money, you just need to do more of these things outlined in this book. No more guessing, no more wondering, no more thinking, just take action. 
Okay, so now I've given you a really massive overview of this book. I want to dive into the first strategy. The first strategy we're going to start from the top is starting to look at your niche because I can guarantee if we get this niche part right, everything will change in your business. I've seen students go from literally zero, no marketing experience, no business experience, find their niche. And within days of just having that right niche, not even marketing that niche, they start getting paid clients. Why? The niche is the most important thing. But it's not what every expert will tell you. Just follow your passion and you'll get paid in your niche. Absolute fucking garbage. Excuse my language. I get quite passionate about that. Niches are really, really important. There's a lot of in, uh, there's a lot of important elements that go into finding the right niche, which I'm going to explain in detail in this book, that if you overlook this, there is no marketing, no funnel, no strategy, no system. That'll help a business if it's broken at the niche stage. So let's get into that. An introduction to your new system. So below are different versions of the same diagram that I use to systemize my entire company, guys. You can do this the exact same thing for your hypnotherapy and your coaching business. And the same system we will use to reinvent your business from scratch. It is the same systems approach my six-figure and multiple six-figure students have used to grow their business from absolute scratch to the fastest growing businesses in the industry. So obviously, if you're listening to this in the car, you obviously can't look at your screen to be able to see those diagrams. I'll try and explain them the best way I can, but I do recommend downloading the book. You'll be able to see these diagrams for yourself. So figure one is the system. Figure two, what the system means. Figure three, my entire business model in the system. So figure one you can see in front of you is just what we call our niche, which is uh, the surrounding outer layer of our entire business model, which we'll get into how we pick your niche very, very soon. But the system itself that exists inside the niche is what I call my inputs, process, output, and asymmetry system. So it's just a mixture of four things. So that's figure one. Figure two, let me explain what the system actually means. So we've still got the niche, but instead of the inputs, let me give it a new name. Let's call these actions. Instead of the process, let me give it a new name, which I call conversion. So turning strangers into paid clients. And the output, a new name for that will be income. Lastly is the asymmetry, which is what I mean by feedback or tracking what's working in your business. So your business, life in general, anything you want to achieve, is just a mixture of the actions you take, the conversions you make, and what's the outcome of those conversions. Did you make money from it? Did you achieve the desired outcome? So for example, in a therapy or a coaching business, the actions would be the social media you do each day. The conversions will be, well, you get people on a strategy call. Did you turn them into a paid client? And the income is either going to be the money you make or the money you don't make. Lastly is the feedback. Did what I do to get that person on a strategy call plus the strategy call I did, did that turn into a paid client? If so, I can repeat the exact same thing. If not, I need to change certain elements. That's where the tracking, the iteration comes in, which we'll get to in this book as well. But a very simplistic system for any coach or any therapist. So that's figure one, figure two. Lastly, figure three, let me show you my entire coaching company. I can also show you my entire hypnotherapy business when I was seeing stop smoking clients. This is exactly what it looked like. So the actions first off, I split things into what I call short-term, long-term and asymmetry actions. And I'm going to talk about in the book what those things are. The conversion is simple, strategy calls. That's how I turn strangers into paying clients. 
An advanced version of this later on when you've nailed the strategy call is you can turn your strategy call into an automated webinar. The webinar can do the strategy call for you. Lastly, the income is my monthly income. And then my last bit of feedback is I repeat what worked and I ignore everything else, or I change certain things that didn't work to the best of their ability, make them better, which will increase my income. Very, very simple. So actions, conversions, and income plus feedback, that's what our business can exist in. So the system, as I mentioned, is split into four equal parts. Number one, actions. What you do each day, what I do each day, what the next coach or therapist does each day to get attention on their business. Now I call these CGAs, client getting activities. Number two is the process. And we call use a strategy system with a future value deck. This is what we teach our students to use. But an example of this is you wanna be doing calls with clients. You wanna be doing whether you call them clarity calls, strategy calls. Why? Because you can control these things. I don't recommend putting prices on your webinar. I don't recommend putting prices on your website. I don't recommend giving prices on an email or even through direct outreach. Get people on a call because you can, if you have the right strategy call system, you can ask the right questions. You can fight objections. You can give your price at the right time, give your offer and deal with anything that may come up. You've got control over these things. So the process, the strategy call is how I turn those CGAs into paying clients or students. Number three is the output, which is the action and process running simultaneously, output and income. Are the actions I'm taking turning into income? If they are, I repeat those same actions. If they're not, I can change the actions until they start producing paid clients. And once they're doing that, I can repeat them. Hear the theme here, guys? No guessing, no wondering. It's analyzing what you're doing. Lastly is asymmetry, one of my favorite ones, which is tracking my system to see what I've been doing is working, okay? So if I'm doing or I'm creating YouTube videos or Facebook Lives or Instagram, whatever it is, are the actions I'm taking turning into paid clients? If so, I can repeat them. If they're not turning into paid clients, I need to change the actions. So I've got to say this with me. Input, process, output, asymmetry. Input, process, output, asymmetry. That is your entire business. So in the third version of the diagram, you can see my entire business model in a simple to follow equation, which is the very simple and precise rules that I've engineered over time, giving me complete confidence in my entire business to succeed day in and day out. Literally, if I want to get a client, I know what to do. If I don't want to get a client, I just don't do those things. That's control. So you want to apply these same rules and you'll become rich. Ignore them and you'll stay broke. And blunt, I know, but it's true. If you don't have a system in your business, you can't rely on mindset. You can't rely on energy work. You can't rely on praying to the universe because when those things don't work, what do you do? You can't iterate them. You can't control them. You can't hold them. You can't change them. You can't move them. All you can do is just do more of them. But what happens when you're doing five hours a day of this stuff and it's still not working? All you've got is more. No, that stuff is not a system. That's a guess and a very bad guess at that. We have to apply a system. So like I said, apply these rules and you'll become rich. Ignore them, you'll stay, blo uh, stay broke. However, below, and I want you guys at some point, if you can't see the screen, make sure you download my book and check this out. Let me show you what my system used to look like when I was the first version of the therapist and the second version. Remember the overthinker, then the do-it-all therapist. Let me show you what that looked like mapped in this system so you can see why I was not making any money. And this is most likely the business model you guys are running as well. So here it is, niche. I had none. I followed the old model that said, don't niche, just find a passion and work with everybody at a low price. I followed that. And therapists and coaches are still following that to this day, which I find ludicrous. 
the actions, conversions, and income. Let's see what I had in my action box. I was healing myself. That's all I was doing. That's the only action I was taking. And I couldn't figure out, why can't I get clients? Well, I'm too busy trying to fix myself. I'm healing myself. I'm giving away free stuff, giving away free sessions, and I was procrastinating a lot. So that was my actions. Nothing else. I wasn't doing anything because I didn't know anything else. My conversion was email. So people may, for some reason, come across what I do and send me an email and say, Scott, I want to work with you. I would email them back with my price, never hear from them again. That's all I had. I didn't want to do strategy calls. I didn't know how to do them. I didn't even want to be on the phone. That scared the hell out of me. So email was easy. I didn't have to really be in front of the camera or anything like that. What do you think my income was? Crickets. Zero. And I look at this now and think, wow, no wonder. But when I was caught in this system, I could not figure it out because I'm listening to every guru tell me it's mindset. It's free stuff. Don't niche. Give away things for free. Um, it's all in your head. It's abundance blocks. It's this. It's the universe conspiring against you. I listen to all of that stuff. And that's inside my head. No wonder I can't make anything work on the outside. But when I did have that person that would email me asking for my price, because the only way they could find me, I would give them my price, never hear from them again. Why? Because there was no process in place. And of course, my income was zero. And when it came to the asymmetry, the feedback, repeat or change. I had no idea what to do. I didn't even know about tracking. I just thought I've got to do more healing myself, more of it. I remember having conversations with myself thinking, okay, I'm going to spend my entire weekend, no TV, no distraction, and I'm going to self-meditate. Okay, I'm going to do self-hypnosis all day, vision boards, write my goals down, speak to the universe, write it a letter. I did those things. Nothing worked. Nothing happened. I didn't get a client from those things. I just spent more time trying to fix myself, which I couldn't do anyway. So I had no idea what was working because this is the only system I had because that's what the gurus were telling me. So my inputs, my actions were heal myself for hours per day, create free stuff, talking about hypnotherapy, talking about NLP, talking about coaching, all the things my clients didn't care about, as you guys will find, very, find out very soon, and days and days of procrastination. I can't blame my old self for procrastinating if nothing's working. Of course, I'm going to procrastinate. What's the point? Processes, my conversion, email and cold outreach, knocking on doors of businesses. It's all I had. When I finally mustered the courage to leave my office and think, man, I'm broke. I'm about to go like living on the streets. I have to go around my local area, hand out the business cards, knock on local businesses, talk to them. And I would respond to any, which was very few, giving away my price sending a document outlining what I could do, what hypnosis was and wasn't, sending invoices, nothing. No one bought a thing. Outputs, income, mostly zero. I'd be lucky if I had one client a month. I had those times where I had one client and I got that one client and I was so happy for about one minute and then I thought, oh, wow, that's one this month. What happens next month if I can't even get one again? I'm screwed. That constant war inside my head. So it was mostly zero. I was convinced that I needed to heal myself more, those pesky abundance blocks, because maybe I wasn't confident enough. I wasn't worthy enough. I had some random unconscious block like a wall that was stopping money coming to me. I mean, give me a break. That's what I wish I would have said to myself. And sure, I would attract the occasional client, but that wasn't through healing myself. That's just the law of big numbers. There's 7.5 billion people on this planet. I'm bound to get one person. That's just the law of large numbers, nothing to do with healing myself. 
So I would attract the occasional client that was ready to pay on the spot, but I had no consistency, none. I couldn't control it. These people were controlling me. My business was controlling me. Life was controlling me. I had no control over anything. Lastly, asymmetry and tracking. I didn't know it worked. No idea why it didn't work. No idea what to fix or how to fix it. So I would go back to default and assume that I needed to be fixed more and this cycle continued. So here's the golden rule of this system that makes it work so effectively. So the basic system is more inputs, which is basically take more actions. A higher chance of receiving more processes, which are strategy calls, a higher chance of outputs converting strategy calls into paying clients, higher chance of doing too much of the wrong thing. Okay, so the very basic system, which is basically figuring out where your clients are, which I'm going to show you guys all of that, and doing the things to get your clients' attention. But it comes to a point, even the basic system has a bad default where you can get to a point of doing way too much stuff you don't need to do, the extra work you need to do, and you end up doing way too much, but it still generates not enough clients. So there's that process as well. Next is the advanced system. The right inputs the right clients into your process and paid clients. That's you know a great place to be. Lastly, by the end of this book, you'll hear what's the asymmetry expert. This is what you should be aiming for. Only the right inputs, ignore everything else. That's the, I know what to do each and every day to get clients and I can ignore everything else. The right clients into your processes every time. So everybody that books a call with you is the exact right client. They've got money to pay for your service. They're ready to go. There's no objections. Paid clients doing less work. That's the asymmetry expert. That's what we're aiming for. But again, it all comes down to inputs, process, outputs, asymmetry. So let's do a quick experiment. Obviously, you can't do this when you're driving, so do this later on. I want you to draw up the above diagram and put your entire business into the desired parts. So draw this up. Actions go here. Process, you might have strategy calls, webinar, website, prices, invoices. You might have all that there. Outputs, be extremely honest with yourself. What are you making per month? asymmetry do you know where your clients are coming from and can you repeat the process either yes or no so draw up the above diagram put your entire business into the desired four parts inputs and actions what do you do to get you the attention of your clients all your social media the events the podcast the meetup put everything in there that you're doing flyers business cards walking around your local area whatever it is go into the in, uh, the inputs box processes conversions how are you handle inquiries and how people can book or pay for your services. Do you do strategy calls, sales calls, sales pages, funnels, clarity calls, whatever you're doing, goes into the process box. Output, which is income, your last month's income in your currency. Be extremely honest here. I'm not gonna see it, so you're lying to yourself. If you're not making money, put a zero there. If you made a thousand, put a thousand there. Asymmetry, uh, did what you did last month work? Did you hit your monthly goal? Be honest with yourself. Look at everything you did for that month, look at your income, did you do a ton of work and made no money? Did you not do enough work and made no money? Did you do a little bit of work and a little bit of money? You have to judge this for yourself. So the next diagram is what happened when I stopped working on myself and started taking more conscious actions in my business. Now, yes, I was taking action, but because I knew nothing about asymmetry, I turned nothing, no income and no clients into complete chaos again. I went from the second therapist, which was the warrior, just healing myself, then I went to the first one where I started to take action, which was great. But then I started to take too much action and I just made a mess of everything. So that wasn't sure I made a bit more money, but it still wasn't the right place for me to be. 
So remember when I stopped working on myself and instead started working on and in my business? Well, this happened. I went from the second type to the first type. I went from doing nothing to complete chaos, trying to do everything at once. And I created a mess. So here was my actions and check this diagram out when you can. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, meetup groups, events, writing books, PDFs and webinars, teaching workshops, creating online products, free audios and resources, business card, relaxation CDs. I remember those old principle CDs you used to have. I used to create them, put them in people's letterboxes. Flyers, business pages, websites, multiple sales pages, multiple funnels. I did everything all at once. I just threw everything on the wall which was better than not doing anything. But because I wasn't tracking, I didn't know about this tracking thing. When more wasn't working, all I could do was more and more and more. My conversions, email, strategy call, presentations, upsells, percentage off offers, packages like it's a summer sale or it's a Black Monday sale or Black Friday, whatever it is. Specials, funnels, e-commerce shops, I did it all. Income, I had high months, I had low months, I had zero, I had a little bit, I had more. I noticed ebbs and flows in my income. So yes, I nailed one thing, I started to make money. And some months were incredible. Then the next month I'd be broke. So I'd be depressed again. And this continued for a long time. The only thing that was missing was the feedback. I didn't know where my clients are. I wasn't tracking things carefully. So I had my actions, my conversions, my income. Now I looked at what I was doing was what I was doing this month did it work? Do I have to repeat it or can I repeat it or should I change it? And because I didn't know what was working, I just knew clients were showing up now, which was great. I thought, well, if I want to get more of those clients, I have to do more, but I've got no more time in the action box to do anything. I'm doing like 15 hours a day. I can't handle anymore. So I was in a better place, but it was still a mess. However, once I got into the groove of taking action, I just fought that voice in my head that was telling me to slow down, be careful, anxiety, stress, fear. I had to stop listening. I got out of my head and it was freaking painful. So once I got into the groove of taking action, I had no problem working hard. I actually started to enjoy it. My default became work too much. Although a messy business, my procrastination issue was gone. I didn't overcome procrastination by dealing with my own voices in my head to overcome this. Does that sound right? Voices in my head? <laughs> you guys get what I mean. It didn't come from healing myself. It came from action. Action equals income. Healing meant nothing to me. It gave me nothing except more anxiety. So although a messy business, my procrastination issue was gone because I had something to concentrate on. I got so busy. I had no time to be fearful. I had no time to be scared and anxious about it. I was too busy. Now, in hindsight, at least this mess resembled a business, you know, sort of. For me, this was a win. I had evolved from trying to fix myself, which most people are going to get stuck in and they're going to stay there, to now trying to fix my actual business. So here's what I was attempting. When blogging was a thing, I literally used to write 10 to 15 blogs per day. And for those listening to me that maybe knew me like, I don't know, seven, eight years ago when I started teaching hypnosis, People ask me how I get clients and all that. I started talking about blogging because it was a thing at the time. It's not anymore. When websites were a thing, I bought dozens of cheap URLs and SEO'd everything. When meetup groups were a thing, I used to host two to three uh, free per month with upsells. When seminars and events were a thing, I used to fly all over Australia to teach seminars and upsell. Whatever shiny object was around, I would add it to the list. But at least I was taking action. I was trying, but I was doing way too much. 
literally seven days a week and 12 to 15 hours per day, I would work. I would hustle to try and get some normalcy in my business and definitely in my life. I was consumed by this. But the needle wasn't moving with predictability. I still couldn't wake up every day and say, you know what? This is how I can get a client. So some months I made a lot of money. The next month I made none. The month following, I had enough to pay my bills. Then the next month I was panicking. And this went on and on and on and on for a very long and very painful time. So my theory, just to attempt more, you know, my old theory was heal myself. That didn't work. My next theory was just do more. That sort of worked, but it got out of control very, very quickly. And just work harder than my competition proved to be inaccurate. So I've tried both models. What the hell am I going to do now? I'm doing every niche every price, every package. I'm just everything everywhere. So now you've drawn your business into the system. What do you see? And be honest here. So make sure you go back to that exercise. Be honest here. Do you see the chaos? Do you see that you thought you were doing a lot of things, but you really weren't? Do you see why you're not making money? Were you missing the things that actually define a good business? Can you see point blank the problem with your business? It should be very, very obvious. You're either going to be therapist or coach number one or therapist or coach number two. Now you can see your business categorized into four sections. The next thing we must do is clean it up to rid our business of chaos and focus our attention on the things that will make you profitable. So let's start clean, refine, define, and redesign what you see. So the first step to clean this up is to look at your niche and define it. If you still haven't chosen one, don't worry, I'm gonna show you how to do it. As you can see from the diagram below, your entire system exists inside the niche. So let's get that first. Your entire business is an extension of this niche with your system living inside of it. Your niche impacts your marketing, your strategy calls, your sales, and everything down the line to making or not making money. Pick a non-profitable niche, you'll create the wrong marketing, the wrong offer, the wrong service and make a mess of everything. Pick a profitable niche with a big population of people in it. The marketing, the services, the offer and the growth of your business will take care of it yourself. Everything starts here. So let's get into defining that niche. So I have students who had a very chaotic, messy and non-profitable business find a real and profitable niche and go from zero dollars, zero client, zero everything, like literally just certification in hand to over ten dollars to $20,000 in their very first four weeks by just finding the right niche. That's how important this is. If you're listening to gurus now, I just say, follow your passion. I advise you to think again. So even before mastering sales, social media and redesigning their entire system, the niche alone is where you'll see the first jump in your business. But I have some bad news for you. I must be like the bearer of bad news. Let me be the first to say it here. Not every niche is profitable, okay? I don't care what your uh, gurus have told you. I don't care what the experts tell you. I'm gonna show you fact. I'm gonna be the one person who doesn't lie to you about this. If every niche was profitable, you would be successful. You wouldn't need to be reading this book. You wouldn't be struggling. So that's fact. And right now in your life, if you're not making money and you're not profitable, it means the niche you've more than likely uh, picked is not gonna be profitable and it never will be. And it is ridiculous to think that every niche is profitable. It's ridiculous to think they all are because it's not the case. If you can just believe me on this and my above statement that not every niche is profitable, I guarantee your business will take leaps and bounds towards being successful. But this is hard for most people. So let me explain my point uh, here more. If every niche was profitable, you would see every coach and therapist being successful and you wouldn't be ready, ready or reading this book rather. I got a little bit excited here. So here's the ugly truth. No matter what you're passionate about, what your story is, 
how much you desire to help people in your niche, the bottom line is this. There are more niches that are not profitable than are profitable. And that's just fact. Look at it in your own life right now. Fact. You've probably bought all those courses, followed all those instructions and heard all those gurus say, turn your passion into profits. I've got those courses. I've studied them. Meaning you'll find something you are super interested in and turn it into a business. And look, I joke when I say this part here, but this is true. I have a passion to go to like a posh, quiet cafe with friends or even my mum and dad and just my sister and go chill out her husband. I like going to those little posh cafes because I've got really nice coffee. And I have a great cup of coffee or three. I like my coffee. And I decompress after a big week. Okay, I decompress from my student, decompress from everything, just have a little me time for a couple of hours. And I can sit there for hours and just do nothing except drink coffee. Hell, I even go by myself sometimes. Now, this is a passion of mine. I mean, what is a passion? Let's define that. Something you enjoy. So passion might be a big word for drinking coffee, but you see my point here. Now, imagine I tried to turn this into a business. My passion, turn passion into profits. My passion of drinking coffee. Imagine I tried to turn that into a business. Now, just because I'm passionate about it doesn't mean it's a viable business idea, nor are there real clients who are sitting up at nighttime in bed, angry, scared, anxious, and concerned about their life, thinking my life would be fixed if I knew which coffee shop to go to and which coffee to order. There's not a big enough pain there. Now, this is a ridiculous analogy, I know, but it has some truth to it. What I'm interested in doesn't mean other people are. What I'm interested in doesn't mean what other people are. What you're interested in doesn't mean other people are. What your journey or your story is doesn't mean people have the same journey as you. And unfortunately, they don't care either. Your clients don't care about your journey. I do because I want you to be successful and I want you to understand this. So just like using systems thinking, we will use a niche thinking to recognize what niches are profitable, how they are developed and how to choose correctly. If you have ever been told you do not need to pick a niche, I'm going to invite you to think differently. Niches are an extension of your entire business. They are not separate. Every business and every company on the planet, on planet Earth, sorry, has a niche. So here's my little analogy here. Coffee versus niche. At a basic level, they are easy to see. But when businesses scale into bigger companies, it can be harder to recognize what their niche actually is. So I'll give you an example. People would say to me on strategy calls, I'll say, well, Scott, Amazon doesn't have a niche. Jeff Bezos doesn't have a niche. Facebook doesn't have a niche. Yes, they did. But because they're such big companies and conglomerates right now, it's very hard to see where they started. Do your research, but you'll see exactly where they started. Okay, even though the company or the business is big, or even another coach or therapist business is big, don't think they didn't start as a niche. They have just evolved and been stretched to monopolize bigger markets, which is something you can do later. Amazon did it. Google did it, Facebook did it, hell, even Tony Robbins did it. And every expert you love, now it's your turn to start off with a smaller defined niche than over time expanded. Niche thinking. So what is niche thinking? We've looked at systems thinking about the whole business in itself, the entity that we're creating. So what is niche thinking? So here's my definition. A niche is a highly defined group of people inside a real market cluster of people that have a specific and real pain that they cannot solve for themselves. If they can solve the problem for themselves, guys, there's no reason to hire you. So if you pick a niche where people can easily resolve their own issues, their own problem, they've got no reason to pay for you. So essentially, we need to find real people with a real problem. 
a painful problem that real people are suffering from daily and cannot escape or overcome it for themselves. So the operative word here is real. It really exists. Don't make this niche or these ideal clients up in your head. Don't in invent that multi-millionaire uh, that owns a company with 1,000 employees who all suffer from the same problem, who will all become your clients too. This is like the type of person I used to reinvent in my head. So don't use that whole perfect client exercise where you imagine this person, you write down their age, what they look like, what they do, how many employees, how much money they earn, because that person doesn't exist. I could invent a multi-billionaire that lives next door to me and is going to send me 100 clients a month, but that person doesn't exist. So don't invent it in your head. Don't guess, don't choose, don't wonder. We're going to look at real people. But this is where the problem starts. No matter how passionate you are, how bad you want to help a certain type of person, not every niche is profitable. And again, this is the hardest thing for most people to look at and really come to terms with. They tell me, Scott, but I'm so passionate about helping this person because I'm passionate about these things. And no matter how much they look at the market, no matter how long they've run their business for, how much money they're not making, how many clients they can't get, they're not willing to let it go. So if there was one big thing you could take away listening to this audiobook, moving into, I'm recording this in 2021 now, moving into this year of business, that if your niche isn't profitable, just like a good therapist or a coach should be, remain flexible, change the niche. Passion blinds us. So no matter how passionate you are, or how bad you want it to help a certain problem or a certain person. No funnel is going to make your business if the niche isn't there. No squeeze page, no sales page, no um, healing of yourself, no website name, no nothing. All this fancy stuff people say you should do. If the niche isn't profitable, it doesn't matter how hard you try and push it. If they're not willing to pay the money you want them to, uh, that you want to charge, you're not going to make money as a therapist or a coach. That's the bottom line. So next to this, is also realing, uh, realizing sorry, that what your niche is not. I think it's important we go through this right now to help you clarify where you're moving into the future. So your niche, unfortunately, guys, is not your story. Your story, your journey is not your niche. It's not how you do therapy or what certifications you have or what certifications you have done. Your niche is not something you make up to try and suit your therapeutic skill like I've been trained in timeline and timeline is good for helping people overcome fear. So my, my niche is timeline. No, it's not. Your niche has nothing to do with you. Sure, it can relate to a certain problem that people have um, and it may help with your credibility. If it happens to be that your niche and your story align up together, fantastic. But don't get distraught if it does. I see so many therapists and coaches trying to find a niche based on their story. They're trying to make it marry perfectly. That thing doesn't exist. If it does, that's awesome. If it doesn't, who cares? I never smoked in my life ever, but I work with stop smoking clients. So sure, if it can relate to a certain problem people have, and this is your story, it can give you some sort of credibility, but it should not be your focus. An example of this, like I just mentioned before, I've helped people quit smoking. I've never smoked ever. I was just simply good at helping lawyers quit smoking and I was just good at it. That's what I became good at. And there was money in it. My story or lack of story did not help my cause. In fact, I don't think I ever had a client ask me if I ever smoked, ever. So the only important thing when growing your hypnotherapy business was the fact that I could help people quit. And that's what my clients paid me well for. That was it. Your coaching, hypnotherapy, and NLP business has everything to do with your clients and their struggles and pains, not yours. So forget about yourself. 
It's what they need, not what you need from them. A niche involves real people with real pains and problems. The bigger the pain, the bigger the price as the bigger the value we can create in your client's life. It's solving a real pain that exists in a large enough cluster of the population that can serve your business for years to come. Too little people and you'll be changing your niche time and time again. Just because you're passionate about something or had your own breakthrough during your own certification or are convinced that your style of therapy or coaching is superior does not mean you'll make money from it. Clients don't care who you were trained by, how long you've trained for, how many books you've read, who your gurus are, who you like, who you don't like has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with your clients. So guys, I cannot stress this enough. Get out of your own head and see people for what they really need from you, not what you need from them. Now, I sound like a broken record here. I know, all right? And you're going to hear this throughout the book. I'm going to repeat the same thing over and over. But this point of niche thinking is so important and it seems to be the hardest insight for most to accept. And I get it. Most have been taught that they can heal many problems just like I could. I was taught to do the same thing. So narrowing it down to just one seems arbitrary to me. When I thought, well, I've got, I probably had like 25 niches at once. I wasn't making money. To think if I go down to one, will that mean I'll just get rid of everybody else? I wasn't getting clients anyway with heaps of niches. So might as well just try one and see what happens from that. So I was taught the same things. Narrow it down seemed arbitrary. It seemed weird to me. Why disregard so many wonderful skills and strategies that can help my clients with so many different problems in their life? So just like I did at the beginning of my career, uh, most will ignore the calls to niche and do this instead. They'll become certified, learn a specific type of therapy that involves one to five sessions that have been given some fancy name like XYZ Breakthrough by their instructor, and they'll go out into the world and they'll try and sell XYZ system to anyone that fits their ideal client or really anyone who listens to them or wants to buy from it. The XYZ breakthrough program, the XYZ 30-day XYZ package, etc. Thus, they are now selling something pre-designed that has a pre-designed outcome and expecting real people to buy. You're basically selling the strategy you learned in your certification to people, but people don't buy your strategy. So think about this. When was the last time you bought something you didn't need or wants that promised to solve a problem that you didn't have that was explained to you using words that you never use. Let's give us some context. Therapists learns like timeline therapy or whatever it is. Let's use that as a context. They go and try and sell timeline therapy to any person that has no idea what timeline therapy is. You have no idea if they've got the problem that you can solve with timeline therapy. And now you're trying to explain timeline therapy to them using coaching and therapy words that they don't understand. What do you expect to happen? And this is exactly what I did. Exactly. Down to the last letter, what I did. And I wonder why when I talk to people about hypnosis, they just had a blank look on their face, no matter how easy I tried to explain it. So a niche is made up of real people in the real world who have a real problem. So how do you define this niche things? How do we solve this part of your system? Well, essentially there are two types of niches, what I call hot and cold. So what's a hot niche? A real problem that is painful, a cluster of people that are willing and able to spend money on your solution. That's the niche we're going after. A cold niche is made up of problem, niche, created from passion, and the application of your therapy, the best type of you know fit for your therapy. A cluster of people who will not spend money on the solution no matter how much you want them to or how much passion you have. That's the cold niche. And there's a quick diagram to show what I mean. We're going after hot niches. So as I said earlier, we are trained as therapists and coaches to heal most things. 
So go out and find out what these most things are. Forget about what you know. If you prefer to work with women, ask women what they need most. Now, I want to pause right here. To do this exercise properly, yes, you need to speak to real people. I want you to detach your identity from being a therapist or a coach. When you go speak to real people about what people, uh, what you can help them with, detach yourself from being a therapist or coach because then you'll align the conversation to try and match your type of therapy. You are just a human being right now. Go out and find people that you would like to work with, men, women, professionals, CEOs, business owners, whoever, general public, mothers, fathers, whoever it is, and ask them questions about what they would need. What problems are they having in their life? Prefer to work with men? Go ask men what they need. Women, go ask women. Ask these people, whoever they are, what they need from you, what their pains and desires are, and give them this. Give them that solution. Take away their pain and give them their desire and your business will fix itself. Um, if you find that you like to work more with women who run their own businesses, ask these women and find the common problem amongst them all. Go speak to 15, 20, 25 businesswomen. Create a solution for this shared problem and give them this at a good price. That's all business is. If you prefer to work with men who are ex-veterans, ask these men and find the common problems amongst all of them, create a solution for this shared problem and give them this at a good price. If you prefer to work with women who've become a parent for the first time, ask these women and find the common problems amongst all of them, create a solution for the shared problem and give them this at a good price. Hopefully you see my point here. Before you think of the solution you will offer, what service, what package, what program, what fancy name you're going to give it, um, or which type of therapy you're going to use to heal this problem, you need to know their pain first. In their words, you need to know exactly what their problems are. It is always pain first. Every business starts by solving a pain. Even this book is solving a pain. Sure, I can make my best coffee to order in a coffee shop business work, but if the lack of not knowing which cafe to go to or what coffee should be ordered was creating an unbearable pain amongst people. This is not a real pain, but it's what I'm passionate about. If it was a real pain, I'd probably make a lot of money from it. But this is not real. Thus, my passion is not a business. Hopefully you see my point here. This is the one, two, three step equation most will use when trying to define their business. The first thing they'll do before they start talking to people is they'll create a solution first. Like I've been taught to do a 30-day transformation. I'm going to sell that. So the first thing they create a solution, which is like a package of a course with a fancy gold or VIP name to it. Second, then they find the pain. They basically say whoever wants it. That's as much research as they do. Third, the confirmation of find out, is the pain real? Are there real people? Do people actually want this? Are they willing to pay for this? They just guess. And they just say, well, I had my own breakthrough. I enjoy this. I'm passionate about this. It must mean that everybody in the, in the world and on the face of this planet is as well because it's what I'm interested in. So they do solution pain confirmation. They do it all backwards and inside out and they wonder why they can't make any money. So this is the one, two, three, four step equation that you should use. So first starts with a pain. Everything starts with a pain. Inside this pain, there are men, women, or both. Who are these people? Find the pain. Second, analyze. What does this, what is your market need from you? What does this cluster of people need from you? What is the solution they want? What is the end result they're looking for? Not the solution you want for them that is uh, packaged together in a predetermined way. Third, you confirm it. Confirm with your niche, again, that you have the solution they want, if not change it. It means you don't just speak to one person, speak to 30 people. 
And if 30 people all have the same problem, they all happen to be females in business, now you have a viable idea. Fourth, then we figure out if we can solve it. Can you give the exact solution your market wants? Not the solution you want for them, the solution they've told you they want. And is it tangible? So they know what they got, uh, what they paid for. Okay, so that's the diagram for that. So let's talk about the solution itself. So if the solution you offer to them is vague, it's going to be hard to sell. Okay, so I see this as a bit of an issue as well. Therapists and coaches, they go for the end result, which is fantastic. They sell on the end result, but the end result is so vague, clients can really struggle to know, hey, did I get what I paid for? But I said this earlier also, one of the hardest things to do is to recognize this, to realize that your niche you are super passionate about may not be profitable for you. And you're going to learn that when you go speak to real people. And most of the time, nine times out of 10, these super weird passions that people are obsessed with turn out not to be profitable. And that's fine. But what you do with it or what move you make next is either you're going to make money or not make money. And just like any good therapist who must remain flexible during therapy, you must remain flexible to change their niche if they see it not being profitable. So how do you tell if a niche is profitable? Well, look at your last month's income. If you have a niche right now and you made no money, the niche isn't profitable. Don't look at your likes, shares, or comments on social media or what your friends, family, or other therapists tell you to. These people are not your clients. So I have people that will say to me on strategy calls, they'll say, Scott, um, I'm not making any money. I found this niche, but I'm not making money, but I get heaps of likes, heaps of shares. Other therapists said I would be great at this. My mom and dad said I'd be great at this. I'm not making any money, but I get all these people showing up to my webinars and giving great content, likes, shares, and comments. Don't be distracted by those metrics. The only metric we can look at is your last month's income. If you made no money last month and you can really admit that you did a lot of work for it, which if you did, fantastic, well done, but it still didn't make you money, go back to the drawing board and look at your niche. Don't ask your friends, family, and please don't listen to other therapists and coaches or your colleagues. They are not your clients. They're just going to give you opinions. Opinions don't make business. Real metrics and real data makes businesses. So if you're not working with therapists and coaches, don't ask these people. If you're not working with your mom and dad, don't ask these people. Go ask real people in the environment, in the real world. Go ask these people what they want and see if you can help them with that. So as I mentioned before, I never smoked. So how did my niche come about? How did I land on helping lawyers quit smoking? Well, again, here's that diagram I was talking about before. My niche became stop smoking for lawyers. Then later on, I worked on my inputs, process, outputs, and asymmetry. That's what will continue on with this book. So what did this look like? Here is an example of how my niche was developed. I worked with everyone at every price, just like you guys. I had some paying clients one month and none the next. When I started to get control over my business and recognize that I did need to niche, I actually looked at some of my past clients that I had. I noticed that majority were wanting to quit smoking. That just happened to be the case. So I niched to help people quit smoking without experiencing cravings because I knew that's the result they wanted. They wanted to quit with no cravings. Over time, more people recognized this as my expertise. So I ignored the weight loss. I ignored the occasional anxiety thing. I just focused on the smoking. And my business started to grow with new paying clients, which was great. So from here, I started to really optimize my system for more efficiency because remember I was doing far too much at this point and began to focus and narrow down my niche a little more to see what would happen. I saw the real example of what happened when I stopped niching to everybody. I niched down to one thing and despite my 
thoughts of, well, if I niche down, that's scary. I'm going to say no to everybody else. More people started to come and see me, which was very interesting. So over time, like I said, uh, people recognized this as my expertise. That real expert label had something to do with this, which is great. My business started to grow with new paying clients, optimized the system for more efficiency and thought, well, let's see what happens if I narrow my niche down even more. What's the worst that can happen? So again, I looked at my past and now my current clients, and I noticed the majority had the same profession, lawyers. I also analyzed my strategy calls and lawyers seemed to pay in full with no questions or objections. They were more motivated than mums and dads and general public I was working with also. So that gave me an idea. So I took this data. I didn't think about it. I got out of my head. I looked at what was happening and my niche became helping lawyers quit smoking with no cravings. So fast forward a little bit of time and getting really good at helping people quit smoking, my general two to three session process narrowed itself down to about an hour or so. So later on in this book, I'll introduce you to something called my MOS process that encapsulates this idea of speed. So my niche then evolved to helping lawyers quit smoking without cravings on their lunch breaks. Why their lunch break? How did I come up with this? And everyone thinks I'm a genius for coming up with this niche. No, I just listen to real people. So why on their lunch break? Why was that so important? Because the only question I ever got from these lawyers was this. I can only come on my lunch break. Will this be enough time? Now at the time, it wasn't. So I had to tell them, come over a couple of lunch breaks, but I can still get it done inside that time. But then what I thought I could do was, what if I could get it done in their lunch break? I'm highly skilled. I've got great skills. I know what I'm doing now. Instead of just trying to fix the business system to make more money, why don't I fix my therapy system? Why don't I trim the fat off my therapy and see, I don't know if it's possible, get it down to a lunch break. And this is what happened. So I had to optimize my own therapeutic skills because this is what my market wanted from me. So that is what I did. I only made my business model more efficient and reliable, but I also did this to the how. And I did this to the therapy. So I monetized, made the business more efficient, made more money. I really want you guys to understand this, but the how I did things with my client, I made that faster. And boom, my niche and my new business was born. And that's when everything took off. Only lawyers was my niche. Their pain was smoking. Now, sure, I had some outside niches contact me, which I helped them if I had the time. Now, what's funny is when I narrowed down to smoking, weight loss people came to see me. They wanted anxiety people, people with every problem under the sun. More, I had more people now when I was niche down than when I wasn't. Why? Because they saw me as an expert. Okay, but I had to say no to these people because I really didn't really have time. I could say yes if I did have the time and so on. So I'd become the therapist to lawyers who were smokers. That's who I became. They didn't care about the hypnotherapy or the coaching. They didn't ask me about that. But then what happened over time working with many, 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 many lawyers and getting really good at it, I then turned my niche because I got bored of that niche into working with celebrities, athletes, entertainments, who all had lawyer friends and families. So the lawyers actually passed me on to this new niche. They created my new niche for me. So my, my niche, although focused on stop smoking, grew to a point where my diary and strategy core bookings were so full, I could begin turning people away and picking and choosing who was the best fit for me. And this was a remarkable feeling to go from chaos, mess, and begging for clients to control and predictability. It's the feeling I still have today that I have in my company. I chase this every day and it's an incredible feeling. Helping coaches and hypnotherapists and NLPers start their business from scratch, 
using the exact systems and operation I used back then and still employ today. So am I saying to copy what I did and target lawyers? No. Unless you do your own research and reveal that lawyers need help quitting smoke, which I'm sure they do. But just because it worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you now. Okay, do that thorough research. So let's say after using the above rules and after speaking to real people, you find out that the niche you want to help really exists and real with real people and they have a real pain. You can solve their pain easily and they're willing to pay for the solution you can offer to them. Well, congratulations, you found a profitable niche and you didn't have to think about it. If, however, you find your theory wasn't correct, like you went out and you thought, you know what, this might be a niche. I'm going to see if this is real. I'm going to ask people. And then it turned out, wow, that wouldn't have been profitable at all. Just start again. You haven't failed. You've learned something just as important. You've learned what not to do. So find something new, start the process and the investigation again. Once it's all confirmed, it's now time to create your solution and design it into a program, package, service, or just a single session. Essentially, this is what we will sell back to the market. We call this an offer. And just like researching your niche, we have to get the offer and the solution right. And I'm going to show you how to do that in the next chapter of this book. Packaging your offer and your service. So now we can see your niche probably more clearly. And hopefully you've really started to take action, guys, and begun speaking to real people to understand what they need. It's time to take that information that you've gathered from speaking to real people and package this into a solution. And this is what we call our offer. So an offer is what you'll present to a potential client who is in that niche. It's a mixture of two things, guys. It's a mixture of your solution plus your price. So for now, let's concentrate on your solution and I'll help you price it later in this book. So the next chapter, we will talk about pricing um, and how we price based on what I call the end result. So there is one thing I understand about people, especially people paying for therapy and really understand this, guys. They want results. That is it. It's the only thing clients will pay for and it's the only thing your clients care about, regardless of the niche, regardless of how long you've been in this industry for, regardless of your offer or what you're selling, clients want results. Just like you're reading this book or listening to this book because you want some sort of results. People who join my 100K coaching program they don't join it because of the name of the program. They don't join it because of the type of structure or systems that we use. They join it because they want an end result. So your clients, they don't pay for the type of therapy you use. Okay, so if you're out there heavily talking about NLP, therapy, RTT, hypnotherapy, coaching and healing, and you're structuring your marketing, which we'll get to later in this book also, and you're constantly talking about how you do things because you're convinced that that's what people are going to pay for. Hopefully you'll see a, a different way to do it based on what I talk about in this book, but also realize and remember clients pay for results. They don't pay for the type of therapy you use. So your marketing is going to fall on deaf ears. Your clients also don't pay for your VIP packages or the name of your breakthrough. So if you're spending a lot of time trying to come up with the most extravagant name like a VIP package or a gold package, you're spending all your time on these things. You're basically spending all your time on the things that clients aren't paying for. Clients pay for results. So that's what we want to focus on. This is what I call the total transformation. And it should be of top priority to provide these results very efficiently. So something that was drilled into me by my therapy mentor and something I tell my students to concentrate on is results, to be heavily focused on results. Think of how many times you've bought an online program, for example, or been to a seminar, attended a webinar, 
That was all hyped up. You got excited about what was possible, but it offered no results whatsoever. All the results were so minimal that it was not worth your time and the money you paid for it. Results and exceeding these results and expectations of your clients is what defines great businesses. Most businesses unfortunately have bad products, they have bad services, they have bad support and they lack results. So as part of systemizing your entire business, I want you to adopt the mindset of exceeding clients' results also. I want you to obsess over them. Now, I'm sure you've seen a lot of therapists, a lot of coaches, a lot of RTTers, a lot of uh, motivational speakers, a lot of experts and gurus come and go. Sure, at the start, they look all hyped up, they look flashy, they offer tremendous things and products, then months later, they're dissolved, like gone without any proof they existed. Why? Bad results. So far too much time was focused on the flash, trying to look famous on social media, bragging about themselves aligned with dozens of dozens of selfies and less time focused on actually getting results. So they overpromised and heavily underdelivered. So concentrate on harnessing results, not the flash and not the hype and making these results better than what the industry has ever seen before. So now back to what I was saying about packaging your service into an offer. So what typically happens is coaches and therapists are trying to sell things and therapy the type of therapy we will use to help our clients. So they're selling such things like coaching. They're selling hypnotherapy. They're selling NLP and selling this in timeframes of sessions, hours, books, audios, and programs. And I hear all too often of therapists and coaches selling like buy one, get one free, five and 10 session packages with a bonus audio if you pay up front. And look, this always confused me. Because how on earth would a client know how many sessions to buy? But we asked them. Sure, we could offer some sort of suggestion if a client says, well, how many do you think I should buy? Which most would be like, well, buy as many as I have because you know I've got to make money. I'm just going to sell you everything I have. But this is probably not the best way to run your business. And let's be honest, clients don't have an interest in NLP like you and I do, guys. They don't have an interest in coaching. And they don't have an interest in hypnotherapy. They're not educated the way that we are. They haven't made the connection that hypnotherapy and coaching or whatever can take them from where they are now to where they want to be, okay? And they sure aren't deciding to buy your services because of the type of therapy that you use. So here's the bottom line. If they were interested in NLP and hypnosis and coaching, it's probably because they want to become therapists themselves, just like you guys. So as I said, where most will sell therapy, coaching, time, sessions, and things, I recommend you just sell results and sell better results than your competition. So the perfect solution to a client's problem is the fastest solution with the least amount of effort and moving parts. So what do I mean by this? Well, in fact, it's the best way to design your services and results is it includes a speed element. So here's an example of the value I'm talking about by adding speed, less moving parts, less effort for your clients. So imagine this scenario. You have an infected tooth and you're in a lot of pain. You go to a dentist and he says it will take him 20 minutes to completely heal you, make your mouth, teeth, and gums 100% healthy and clean. You'll be absolutely pain-free. 20 minutes, that's what it's going to take him. See him one session, 20 minutes. But the total price for that is $2,500 total. So think for yourself, is 20 minutes worth of work worth $2,500? The other side of that, you can go to another dentist that said it will take him 
seven visits at one hour per time, so seven hours total, but the cost for that is only $1,000. Which one do you pick? Do you want to be pain-free as quickly as possible, but know you have to pay more? Or do you want to drag out that pain over several sessions just to save a few dollars? Well, hopefully, just like your clients, you've agreed that clients are time poor and they hate pain. So hopefully you chose the first scenario. So if they have a choice to get the same results with another therapist instead of you in half the time with no homework and no effort, you'll lose that client. So let's put it in some context. Let's say, for example, we've got two therapists. One is you and one is your competition. Here you are saying, I can help you, let's say, quit smoking. It'll take 10 sessions at one hour. I know it's not really going to take that long, but bear with me. 10 sessions at one hour. Okay, you'll get homework, you'll get audios, you'll get emails from me, you'll get, uh, what else could you give them? You give them diaries, you'll give them a free pass to your next online training, you'll give them a webinar and a workshop to go to, you'll give them all of these types of things, but it'll cost you $1,000. Okay, so now we're trying to sell based on the value, like how much stuff can I give you? More time, more session, more things. But if I put you next to my competition, let's say the competition was me and I charge $1,500 with no homework, no audios, no nothing like that, and I can have you being a non-smoker in 45 minutes, you only have to see me once. Who do you think is going to get that client? Well, more than likely, I'm going to get that client. So I call this strategy my MOS. This is a, a term that I coined to really demonstrate this example. MOS, Minimum Optimum Service. What's the quickest possible breakthrough your clients can have with the least amount of effort and time? Clients are time poor, they hate pain, and they are lazy. So here's another analogy to explain the MOS. Imagine you've invented a pill that when swallowed, it would make you a millionaire within 30 seconds with a 100% success rate. I really wish that pill existed. I wish someone would actually make it. So do you think you could charge a high price for this? So one pill, instant millionaire, 100% success rate, 30 seconds to become a millionaire. All you have to do is just swallow the pill. Do you think you could charge a lot for that? Well, of course you could. It solves a problem with speed. If we put your pill next to another pill that said, swallow this pill and it'll take 30 years to become a millionaire and it's the same price as the other one, who do you think or whose pill do you think is going to sell the most? Of course, the one that has speed. Now, therapy and coaches have been sort of brainwashed with the old model, which is, more sessions, more time, more hours, more, 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 more. But I'm here to say that more model is broken, as I'm about to explain in further detail. And if you're running that more model, this is the reason why you're running out of time to make more money in your business, to get more clients, to do all the marketing and all the things you have to do to get clients. This is the one big reason. This is another reason why therapists and coaches fail. So think of the effort involved to become a millionaire just by taking a pill. All you have to do is pick up the pill with your fingers, Put the pill in your mouth, swallow the pill, wait for 30 seconds, 30 seconds later, you're a millionaire. No effort involved, speed and no effort. So this pill would ruin every single course or strategy out there that claims to you know, help you become a millionaire. And look, it's a stupid analogy, I know, but hopefully you see my point. You want to aim for pill form, M-O-S. I often hear it, my clients used to say this to me as well, and I've had other therapists say this, and this really demonstrates this with a lot of context. Have you ever had a client say to you, well, I wish you could just make a wave a magic wand and I'd become an instant non-smoker or I'd instantly overcome my anxiety? Now, that's giving you a stupid analogy, but there's some sort of truth to that. 
Why can't you get as close to that as possible? Why shouldn't you try and create a service that gets as close to that as possible? Although it's a silly thing that your client's saying, in it is a lot of truth. So you want to aim for this pill form. You want to be able to aim as close to that, you know, Harry Potter wand on the head and, you know, gone, no more anxiety. You want to aim for that, guys. Okay, you don't want to aim for time, hours, things, sessions, and homework. You do not want to extend the transformation just to add more things. Another example of this, because I really want to drive this point home. Let's say your goal was to get drunk. Would you go to the bar? And or you go to the bar and you've got the choice for two drinks. You can have, I don't know, a bourbon with Coke that has what, I think 30 milliliters of alcohol and the rest is soda. So it waters down the alcohol. You could sip on that drink for, you know, half an hour or something, but you wouldn't get drunk. Remember your goal is to get like stupidly drunk, like fall down drunk. That's the first drink you could order. But if you wanted to get drunk and the second drink you could have is just a shot straight alcohol, which one do you think is going to get you drunker quicker? It's the same thing here. We have to make our therapy potent. We have to make our service potent. The quicker you can get results with clients, the more money you'll make. And that's just fact. Okay. You don't want to aim for more time, hours, things, sessions, and homework just to extend the transformation and bloat it. So remember MOS, minimum optimum service. The quickest possible breakthrough your clients can have with the least amount of effort and time. So another problem with selling things, which is the old model, is failing to see that the longer the breakthrough, the longer your program, the longer the time with you, the higher chance you have of clients dropping off and not giving you a testimonial that will in the long term bring you more sales. In addition to this, most importantly, is the economics, okay? And I, I really uh, focus on this because economics is a big part of business. So here's the thing. The longer the breakthrough time, the longer you must distribute that income over longer periods of time. So think about it. You do one, and this is just an example. I'm not saying everyone has to do one session. You know, that's a skill in itself. Let's say you get paid $1,500 for one session to quit smoking with a client. $1,500 takes you 45 minutes or even 60 minutes. Okay, that means I only have to distribute $1,500 over an hour. That's a big hourly rate. Compared to six sessions of six hours, so one hour each, I now have to distribute $1,500 over six hours. So I'm actually paying myself less. Now, I've seen this time and time again, therapists and coaches selling 12-month packages. Now, sure, they might sell it for $5,000, which, you know, you get paid up front, that's $5,000. Now you've got to distribute $5,000 over 12 months and you're paying yourself a couple of dollars an hour. It's not worth it long-term. So you always want to think, how can I do the least amount of work without cutting corners? Remember results matters where I don't have to distribute what my client pays me over longer periods of time so I can get paid more. It's better economically for your business. And I've got a diagram there I want you guys to check out that really demonstrates what I'm talking about. So my MOS process is how we include long-term thinking to our systems and a, better, and a better economical model to think beyond just getting paid today, but how this income today will affect my business long-term. It's more efficient for any business to make more money in less time. So less time means more happy clients because they don't have to see you as often. Transformation happens quicker. They can have their life back quicker, which means they're going to give you testimonials because they're happier. Now you've got more marketing resources. There's nothing better than marketing results. And you've got time to now grow the business, which is going to be really, really important with the next part of putting the solution together. 
So soon I'm going to introduce you to something called my 80-20 rule, which is based on time, which is more about you and how you structure your business. But for now, remember people buy results, not things or the how you do therapy and coaching. So if there's one big thing you could take away from this book, if right now you're marketing and it's always talking about NLP, the unconscious mind, coaching, RTT therapy, and you're thinking, I'm doing so much content, why isn't anyone buying my service? It's because you're talking about the things that you shouldn't be talking about. You're talking about the thing and trying to sell something that people have no idea about, nor do they care about. Talk about results. So the MOS creates value and speed, not things, with less effort for your clients and less moving parts. The bottom line is clients will pay uh, more for speed. I mean, wouldn't you? You'd pay more for speed. Everything we have in our life, we're trying to speed up. Internet's getting faster. So they say, cars are, get, cars are getting faster. Everything's getting faster. And we're expected to pay more money for those things. But it suits our lifestyle now because people are busy. So clients will always pay more for speed. So wouldn't you be willing to pay five to 10 times the average price if you got the exact results you were looking for in five to 10 times the speed? Of course you would. To be pain-free in one-tenth of the time, I know I sure would. No client desires to spend week after week after week after week with you. They do not have the hours and hours of homework just to get their breakthroughs. They don't have time to do this stuff. If you don't need to add these things to your solution, don't add them. If adding homework and audios really does nothing for the end result and all it does is just extend the transformation, you're now bloating your service because you're trying to show your client's value. Value is speed, not things. So your goal should be to master your therapy and your service so it becomes quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker for your clients. The quicker you can get it, don't cut corners, but the quicker you can get your results for your clients, the more money you're going to make. You want to rid your services of packages and programs and homework and audios and client to-do lists to speed up your results and use this speed to sell your services and market your differentiation. Every other therapist and coach, especially not reading this book, is going to do the more scenario, more audios, more time, more workbooks, more, more, more. But if you go out and do the same thing and you think, well, Scott, I'm going to be different because my website's got a different name. That's not differentiation. Differentiation comes in speed. Okay, so you want to aim for results 100%, exceed those results in the quickest fashion possible. Remember MOS. So while everyone out there is offering services with 10 packs and homeworks, I even see therapists and coaches that are told by their mentors, so really it's not your fault, it's just what you've been told, to sell like 30 packs for one problem. Like ideally, if it's taking you 30 sessions to help someone with uh, their problem, you probably need better training. But clients aren't going to stick around for 30 sessions. I know I sure wouldn't. Okay. So while everyone out there is offering services and 10 packs and homeworks and audios, you offer a one to two hour breakthrough. So your clients have never see you again. Okay. That's if it's possible. That's just the scenario. Always aim to sell your clients less at a higher price and make sure you can get a client their result quicker. So I've given you two examples here. Please have a look at these. So you have a client's current situation. But in order for them to get their desired situation, they have to do so many things. They've got to jump through so many hoops with you. There's too many moving parts, too much effort for them, too much time, takes too long. They're not going to follow your instructions, which means that they're not going to get the end result. They probably want to refund later and they're definitely not going to give you a testimonial. So that's the example with no MOS. The MOS scenario is client's current situation is pain. They want to move to their desired situation but do it in a way where there's least effort, least moving time, uh, least moving parts rather, 
and least time, MOS. So remember, my lawyers wanting to quit in their lunch break. This became my MOS and my marketing differentiation. So say it with me, guys. MOS, minimum optimum service. So you might be thinking, look, Scott, I get it, makes sense. I get the MOS, but how do I use it? How do I trim the fat of my sessions and my service? Well, here's the thing. At the beginning, it's going to be tough, but it's meant to be. Transitioning to the MOS model is going to go against everything you've probably been taught, even while you're being taught to be a therapist. So transitioning to this MOS model takes some effort that will definitely pay off long-term. However, remember we talked about niching before? Thanks to working with just one niche and mastering how to solve one problem, the best in the industry, we can track how you work with clients and now uh, optimize your therapy also. Meaning that the more you work with one specific niche over and over and over and over again, the more you can see where your service is bloated, where it's too long with too much things, hours and fluff, you can begin to trim the fat from your services, packages and programs, et cetera, and shorten the breakthrough time. Now, this doesn't mean to cut corners. That's not what I'm saying here. It means to take things out that bloat time, things that don't need to be in the breakthrough and or even automate some parts. That's what a lot of our students do. So you don't have to do all the parts manually. Thus, your breakthrough gets shorter and shorter and shorter and the MOS presents itself naturally. It's like when you first started to drive a car, there are a million different things you had to keep an eye on. But now, and hopefully you don't do this, you can drive the car, you can listen to the radio, you can talk to somebody, hopefully you're not on your mobile phone, you're drinking a coffee at the same time, no problems. But it didn't start there. You've MOS the way that you drive a car now. The same thing should be done with your therapy and coaching. And guys, here's a little secret. You can charge more for faster results, and that's just fact. The MOS demands a higher price. Time costs money. Less time makes money. Now, when we get to the uh, pricing section of this book, I will show you how to adopt this mindset and apply it to your pricing also. But for now, all you need to know is this. The shorter the time, the less effort with your clients need to, uh, need to expend and the less moving parts, which is less homework, audios, journals, time sessions, and things like this, demand a higher price. Now, let me talk to you about my 80-20 rule because it really encapsulates another version of this MOS process. So my 80-20 time rule defines my MOS process and defines your entire business. So here's the rule. 80% of our time running our business, growing our business, and only 20% of our time with paying clients. Now you might be thinking, well, hang on. Shouldn't I spend 80% of my time with clients because that's where I make money? Well, the answer is actually no. So why is this the case? Well, let me give you a clear example. Let's imagine that the month, it's the month of March. And I'm laughing when I'm saying this because this is how my business used to be. And you'll probably see this in your business as well. Let's imagine the month, uh, uh, we're in the month of March. Now, what will make a great profitable March is the momentum of the marketing, the action, the lives, the content, the YouTube, the Facebook, Instagram, whatever you're doing right now, all the momentum of that marketing, the action taking that you did in the month before in February. So if 80% of your time was completing your social media CGAs, I'm going to get to in this book what you should be doing, taking strategy calls, making YouTube video, completing organic outreach, et cetera, et cetera, all the inputs and actions tend to show up with sort of a delay. So let's say, for example, I do a YouTube video today. I might get one or two strategy calls booked today. 
But then after about three or four weeks of that YouTube starting, that YouTube video starting to build up momentum, start to get seen by more people, I'm going to book more strategy calls later. So if I do that YouTube video in February, I'm going to get the biggest result in March, then April, then May. And all along that time, I'm not just creating one video, I'm doing multiple things uh, at once. We're allowing momentum and for more eyes to see my content, knowing that I'm going to get results later from it. But everyone's after that, you know, if I make one post, I'm going to make $10,000 from one post. That's what everyone's going for. But that unfortunately doesn't exist. So hear what I'm saying here. If 80% of your time was completing your social media, your CGAs, client getting activities, taking strategy calls, making YouTube videos, completing organic outreach, etc., all of these inputs and actions tend to always show up with a delay. The things you do today would not show up until tomorrow. That's a little saying I like to live by. In our case, it's usually like the following month or even like the following fortnight. The momentum of numerous CGAs daily. But for most, they spend 80% of their time with clients due to bad pricing and packaging of their services with too much stuff. They have no choice but to see back-to-back -back clients just to pay their bills. Like I've said at the start, I've seen uh, coaches and therapists charging $27, $50, $100 per session. Now, the only way they're going to get by is by doing back-to-back -back clients. But if all of their time is with clients, they'll have no time to do the marketing. But you need to do that marketing in order to get clients for the following month. You sort of see the dilemma here. It means that all their time is very limited and to complete the operations and long-term inputs of a thriving business. I've given you uh, another example here, another uh, diagram. There's the diagram of the non-MOS where you're spending 20% of your time with marketing, 80% of time with clients. That's a model that can't scale, but that's the old model everyone uses. What therapists and coaches could spend 40, 50 hours per week with back-to-back -back clients and doing what they need to do, but only make $1,000 a month. On the other hand, we've got the MOS, 20% of our time with clients with very high prices and 80% of our time marketing. You want to see less clients and spend more time getting new clients rather than more clients and spending all your time with them. So imagine it's March again. All your time in February was sitting back to back with $100 clients, giving away free and pro bono sessions and completing time-wasting activities. Any input that you cannot control the output means that March is going to be less than profitable. Why? Because you spent all your time in the wrong places. But because you're broke with no clients in March, you attack social media with 80% of your time because you've got no clients because of the marketing you didn't do the month before. And now April begins to thrive. But because of your bad packages and programs that are far too long, you neglect your social media and May hits a deficit again. I want you to look at your last six months income. Did it go up and down, up and down, up and down? Welcome to my entire business when I first started. I had ebbs and flows in my business and my income. And this is probably one of the common reasons for therapists and coaches as well. And this is exactly why the MOS is all screwed up. So because of your bad packages and programs that are far too long, you neglect your social media, don't have time because you're back to back with clients just to pay your bills. And now May hits a deficit because you didn't spend the time in the right places. And all through the year, one month is great. The next is not. The next month is great. The following after that is not. Up and down, up and down. The following month is great. And the next was even worse. Up and down, up and down. You go from January, you're pissed off and depressed. February is great. March is bad. 
April is great. March is, uh, May is bad. June is great. July is bad. So on and so forth. Up and down. There is no consistency with your income. If you know without a shadow of a doubt, you've got no consistency in your income. This is why. You can solve this by just adding the MOS. So the ebbs and flows of your income continue until you recognize this rule. So if you ever wondered why your income goes up and down each month, now you know why. Your 80-20 rule was configured incorrectly. Either you get with the rule or the rule gets you every single time. 80% time with growth, sales, social media, scaling, optimization uh, and operations, all the things to grow the business and 20% of your times with your clients. Fewer clients, more money and more time for consistent growth. Value versus pricing. All right, so up in this point of the book, guys, first I wanna congratulate you for making it this far. Now I wanna get into one of the most important things in this book and one of my favorite things is starting to talk about pricing and value. So make sure you're paying close attention to this. So right at this point, niche, check. MOS service and offer, check. So now it's time to cue the Jaws movie soundtrack. Let's talk about pricing your MOS offer. So remember, MOS, minimum optimum service. How do we price this? If we're not selling sessions, time, hours, things, workbooks, programs, and anything like that, what are we selling and how do we price this thing? On top of that, how are we going to price this thing if we can get quicker results? And knowing we're not going to give our clients more of our time, because remember, more just bloats our service. So we are really doing everything backwards. If you ask 10 out of 10 hypnotherapists and coaches that are either not in my program, have no idea what I do uh, as far as the new strategies we're teaching the entire industry, and this new model that we're teaching you in this book, they will all tell you, I sell sessions, hours, time, and things. However, I'm struggling to build a business. So it stands to reason if everybody's doing that, which is the old model, why would you follow? If you want to make it in this business as a therapist, as a coach, you have to do something different. It always surprises me how everybody follows the broke therapists and coaches because that's the model they've been taught as well. And again, it's not your fault. It's just what you've been taught. But the difference is between most therapists and coaches struggling to make maybe $1,000 or even $1,500 a month compared to our students who are doing $1,000 per day. We even have some students doing $40,000, $50,000 per month no facebook ads no google ads no funnels no marketing costs whatsoever but just following every element in this book and obviously in our program as well so let's go dive into this so this is value versus pricing so by far the most misunderstood and confusing strategy to plague our industry is this but don't worry with systems and mos thinking it's going to be really simple so we've applied the systems thinking to our price uh, we will, sorry, to our price. We've applied it to the system itself. We've also applied it to the MOS. And now we're thinking in terms of being successful and thinking in systems terms. We're going to do the same thing with your price. And it's going to be really, really simple. As I said previously, most will charge per hour, session, time, packages, programs, and things. Hopefully I've made my point abundantly clear of why we do not want to be doing this. So we know now that we are charging on the end result. And we're going to package this quote unquote end result with the MOS process. If you don't remember what that is, just go back to the previous chapter. So why do most get their prices wrong? Just like I did. Why do most have eight different prices, discounts, and options? 
It's because of the way they perceive value or the transformation they provide. They see things in terms of numbers, things, hours, sessions, and time. Like if I give my client more, I can charge more. But actually the opposite happens as we found out. Not the value and the end result, which it should be. So they're pricing on all the things we price on value. So here's the bottom line. Most business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, therapists, people in general that are running a business greatly undercharge for their service, struggle with scale, too much to do per client, so they run out of time, and wait to get paid after each session, which is an absolute nightmare when tracking and accounting your business with cash flow, cash flow collected on the day over revenue later on. So I'll be the first to say this too. Payment plans suck. Do not offer payment plans. No matter how good your client contracts are, trying to collect payment plans is an absolute nightmare. Imagine spending 80% of your business growth time, which we talked about before, chasing people for money. Look, I hear horror stories of $200 client payment plans split up over monthly payment plans of $50 each. And I hear this, but guys, I also did this as well. And I was living off $50 a month trying to chase up a client for $200. Imagine living for your next $50 and designing your whole life around that next installment. But what do you think happens at the end of the month when they're supposed to pay? Scott, I've run out of money. I forgot to pay you. Can I double it up next month? And you say, yeah, sure. But inside, you're absolutely devastated. Following month comes up, you think, well, at least I'm getting paid $100. Then they only send you $25 of and say, well, I was short again. And month after month, absolute nightmare. So like I said, imagine living for your next $50. You might as well go get a nine to five job. Like if that's what you're doing now, guys, you're not willing to change based on the model I'm teaching, go get a job. You'd actually have less stress in your life. You wouldn't have to worry about all these things you're supposed to juggle as a business owner. It'd be easy just to get a job. So businesses that run on payment plans, which is revenue, are doomed for failure. Okay, so payment plans are revenue. It's just a fancy name for payment plans. Imagine telling the water company, you will pay your bill when your next client pays the next installment of their payment plan. What do you think they're going to tell you? No, we need our money now. We're going to turn your water off. Your goal should be to collect cash in full. Cash and revenue. Cash is done at the end of the strategy call where you say, well, I charge $1,500. Client says, awesome, let me get my credit card. You take that cash over the phone and use something like PayPal or Stripe. Revenue is someone that says, look, a little bit too expensive now, but can I split this up over two payments? That's revenue, okay? So there's a different tracking involved. You wanna aim for cash. You want cash flow in your business. So your goal should be to collect cash in full with every client that you work with to sell the end result of working with you with just one option, full pay. So if you must offer payment plans, they should be used as a very last resort and only be offered occasionally. And so to give you guys a bit more understanding of this is you might have the question, well, Scott, when should I offer a payment plan? Firstly, you shouldn't. However, when should you broach the subject of a payment plan? If your client asks you, I never offered a payment plan when I really understood this, I never offered a payment plan as a way to save that client. I didn't make that suggestion. I waited for my client to ask me because when they ask me, it shows me they're committed. But if I give it to them, it's still not commitment. All right, so I'm always going for full pay. I say it's $1,500. Then I be quiet. I let my client play around their head, all the thoughts they're going to have. Is it too expensive? Can I afford this? Do I really want to do this? And most of the time, eight out of 10 times, client says, no problem, here's my credit card or how do I pay? Awesome, cash paid in full. 
had I broke that silence said, well, it's okay. We can do a payment plan of 20 split payment plans. You can pay me just a dollar a week example, you know, stupid example. I know I would have lost that cash in full, but let's say those other two clients that maybe didn't have the money right then they would ask me, Scott, do you have a payment plan? I'd say, yes, I did. However, if I'd already given out too many payment plans that month, I would still say, no, it's either full pay or I can't work with you. Okay. And like, like go let them collect the cash and they'd come back with me within a couple of days and pay in full. Okay. So don't broach the subject and let your client ask you. So full pay, like I said, if you must offer payment plans, they should be used as a very last resort and only be offered occasionally. It's this model that we teach our students, which allows them to scale to 10, 20, $30,000 above per month with very, very minimal payment plans to compare to cash collected. So roughly we teach them only 10 to 20% of their cash collected. So if you get 10 clients a month, you charge $2,000 per client, that's $20,000 a month. You only wanna aim for out of those 10 clients, maybe two, maybe three max payment plans. Cause I'd rather you get, uh, what's that workout to be 14,000. Let's say you get eight clients a month, full pay, that's $16,000 for you. Uh, it's, it's okay to have that last $4,000 split up into like a two split or a three split. Don't go beyond a three split. Don't do fours, five, sixes, and tens and beyond. Three split max. Each time you split a payment plan as well, you want to add a little bit more to it because it's a bigger risk. So ideally, I don't talk about this in the book, but let, I, I actually should have put this in the book, but I'll talk about it now. So let's say I've got a split of $2,000. I would tell my client, okay, look, well, I can split it into two. The first payment will be $1,200. That's the first thing you have to pay me today, 2,000 in full, okay? And the last is $800 on the second payment. I wanna try and collect as much of that cash upfront as possible. If I'm gonna split it into three, what I would tell my client is, okay, normally it's $2,000 paid in full, um, but if you wanna do a three split, it's like $2,800. So I add quite a bit onto that third split because I want my client to say, wow, that's really expensive. I may as well just pay in full or I may as well pay the two split. So three split, I'd go over and beyond by adding so much money to it where it seems ridiculous, but that's by strategy because I don't want a three split. That's too much time invested for me to collect that payment. There's a bigger chance of a client leaving and not paying me later. So I may as well try and collect that money in cash in full right at the start. Hopefully that makes sense, guys. So like I said before, this is what we teach our students. Okay, so imagine... $30,000 per month, which is life-changing. And guys, don't let these numbers freak you out. There's a system to this. If you're struggling to earn $1,000 a week, $1,000 a month, so will the students that were now earning 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand a month. They were just like you. They're no different. They just followed the system. They were running the old model of no niche, random clients, uh, pay per session, hour and time, red ocean, You know, too much competition. They were just like you. They are no different. So the students I'm talking about here, the testimonials you see, the videos you see about testimonials, these students are exactly the same as you. Some are less qualified than you guys. They just decided to take the leap and actually do something important with their business. So like I said, imagine $30,000 per month with only one to three payment plans with most of that split payment plan collected on the day after one strategy call at 7.30 ratio. That is awesome. But I would not want to do $30,000 per month all on payment plans because you're getting no cash flow into the business. So when you're doing that, your bank account will love you. Your business will love you. Your family is going to love you. And so will your accountant. So full cash on the day over one strategy call is what to aim for every single time. Now I've got an important diagram here. I do want you guys to check out. 
So off to the left here is the way you want to do it. So full pay at the end of the strategy called a book a spot in your diary. Okay, the opposite of that is no invoices, no extra call or email. What I mean by this is if someone says, uh, yeah, I'm going to pay you on the day, but I'll pay you by the end of next week. And then they message you halfway through the week, say, can we do an extra phone call? Can you send me an email with a breakdown of what I'm going to get? Can you send me an invoice? No. At the end of the strategy call, which we only give our clients one chance on a strategy call, it's either full pay now, or you might have to go find another therapist. You miss out a spot in my diary. You have to be an expert, guys. You have to stand out as the expert in your niche. You have to make your clients believe, okay, I've only got one chance with this person. If I screw this up, this therapist may not pick me as my client, as their client, which means I'm going to miss out. And there's no other expert that can help me. So I better do everything I can to convince this therapist and coach on the phone that I'm the right fit for them. And as part of that, I'm going to pay in full. That's the relationship you want to have with your clients. Your clients need you more than you need them. That's the attitude you want to have. Okay, so guys, no invoices, no follow-up email, no split payments over 10 to 20% of their entire clientele. For every 10 clients per month, allow max two payment plans of two split options only. And remember, they are charging in the vicinity. Our, our students are charging in the vicinity of $1,500 all the way up to $5,500 per transformation. Not by the session, not per the hour. And guys, I'm even going to give you this as well. The higher prices, we've got some students doing $5,500 per transformation and they're only seeing their clients for a couple of hours. That's what I'm talking about. But the old model would suggest that if I charge $5,500, I've got to do like a 24-month coaching package and see my client every single week plus homework plus No. Like I said, back in the day, $1,500 to work with me for an hour. That was it. No audios, no homework, no catch-up, no extra emails, no nothing. It was get the job done, help them solve their problem, let them get on with their life, and it's $1,500. Okay? End result, folks, only. Total transformation. The solution to this uh, mess is to price an overall transformation, the end result. That is it. Total transformation, bar none. So the value comes as a result of that end result, not by how many things your client gets or how much discount they'll receive or how many audios or books that you send them. So when discussing your services with your clients, only talk to your clients about the end result. Don't ask them how many sessions they want. How the hell would they know? Your goal with any client is to use the MOS model. By using this pricing system with the MOS model, you can help your clients in the quickest fashion possible and charge them for the end result. Remember what I talked about before? Let's say we charge $1,500, but you've got to work with a client for six months. Now I've got to distribute $1,500 over six months in comparison to $1,500 over one or two sessions to use that old model. You're paying yourself more. Your clients will appreciate speed. No client wants to sit with you week after week after week after week if they can go somewhere else and get a quicker option. So on top of this, make your clients aware of the future value of working with you. So we know as therapists and coaches that our service has a snowball effect. This is very interesting. So we know that once we fix one problem, you may have noticed this with your clients. You notice how you fix one problem in their life? And then maybe a week or so later, they come back to you and say, oh my God, all these other wonderful things have happened in my life. This has happened and this has happened and this is great. And this is great. It's all thanks to you. If you don't charge for those extra things, you're missing out as a business owner. So like I said, it has a snowball effect. I always say uh, problems hold hands with other problems. So once we fix one problem, 
All the associated and connecting problems also disappear. So my question is, why wouldn't we charge for these things? Here's a quick exercise to help you see more value in what you provide. So write down the initial problem you help people with. For me, it was uh, to help my clients quit smoking. Now I could have just charged them for that. Quit smoking, no problems. But I know once they quit smoking, all of these other positive things are gonna happen. So I'm gonna charge for those things. So what you wanna do, now write a list of all the future benefits your clients will experience by overcoming their problem. With quitting smoking, my future benefits looked like this. So there's a quick diagram here. I recommend you just write this out. So I've got quit smoking, that's the main problem. But I know if they quit smoking, they're gonna have improvements in their health. Money is gonna be saved. Food's gonna taste better. Improved blood flow and circulation. Less chance of smoking caused diseases. More confidence. Improved gums and teeth health. Less chance of kids smoking. Control over cravings, et cetera, et cetera. I could make an exhaustive list of 50 things here. And I'm going to make my client very, very aware of these things. It's not just the smoking I'm solving. These other things will happen as a byproduct. So I'm going to charge you for these things because I know they're going to happen. So let's say, for example, I charge for quit smoking only. And then they want to go to, um, let's say, another therapist to help with their weight loss. But let's say, for example, so I've got some context, by quitting smoking, they also lose weight, which can happen. I've seen it happen. But if I only charge for the smoking, then they go somewhere else, another therapist to lose weight. I'm just going to charge them for that anyway. I should have, because I know it's going to happen. It's going to be the reason I helped them. Uh, that that's the reason why they lost, uh, lost the weight as well. So I'm going to charge for that thing. It's an extra added benefit. Okay. So with all these additional things, why wouldn't I charge for these things? These things are worth money. Improvement in health, money saved, food tastes better, et cetera, et cetera. These are all worth money. And these are all value to my client. They're all worth money to my client, okay? And not having to have any more emotional distress. So with all these additional things, as many as I can think of, why wouldn't I charge for these things? So if I eat a meal at a restaurant, I pay for that meal, okay? I'm gonna pay for the meal itself. If I want dessert or another drink, I'm gonna pay for those things too. If I want an extra meal, I'm gonna pay for that as well. If I want to get two meals because I have someone with me, and I'm going to pay the bill, I'm going to pay for two meals. So if I help a client quit smoking, and as a result of this, they spend time working harder in their job and get given a promotion and earn $50,000 per year, I'm going to charge for that. So finding your client's motivation for overcoming their problem will give you the exact criteria to discuss with them to help you justify your higher prices than the average price. Plus, if your breakthrough using the MOS model is five times faster than everybody else, you now have more reason to justify your higher price also. It's as simple as making your clients aware of these extra things. Speed and future value helps us price our service higher. Now, in saying all this, I want you to realize how important this part is. I know it's noble to help people. I know it's a great feeling to help the less fortunate and try and help a larger selection or section of the population. But you are part of that population. How good of a therapist could you be if you're struggling to pay your bills? Low prices and failing businesses are causing more coaches and therapists to return back to work on a Monday morning with some great looking certification, a large training and education uh, debt, and no return on their investment. Now, I'm sure your guru, who you learned NLP and hypnotherapy and coaching and ITT, I'm sure they sold you this dream. Of course they did because they're trying to sell you a course. They've sold you a dream that as long as you're certified in this, you have masters and clinical in this, everything else will fall into place. Clients will come kicking down your door. They've sold you a dream. 
When you leave that certification, they don't care if you succeed or not. That's the truth because they're not running a uh, business where they're showing you how to run a business. They're just getting you certified. You just become a number to them. Okay, it's shocking to say, but that is the absolute truth. Whether you go back to a, a job at nine to five on a Monday morning, it doesn't concern them. All they've done their job. They've, you know, you've paid for their service, which is fine. They've given you your certification, being certified. But if you do nothing with it, you've been sold this dream. If you don't do anything with it, and you don't have the skills and the systems and the process stuff I'm talking about today, you won't make money. Now, if you look at this dream that they've sold you, if you were to do some investigation into their business, look behind the scenes. They don't run their business completely off just having certifications and having mindset. That's what every business owner says. Or experts say, good, have the right mindset. That's how you run a business. Rubbish. We've already talked about that. But if you look behind the scenes of a big education company or a seminar company, what do they have? Sales teams, processes, time management, systems, prices, products. They have a niche. They have social media. They're running ads. They're doing all of the things that they're not telling you to do. So they're doing all of these things behind the scenes to get you in the certification in the first place. But then at the end of their certification, they say, all you need is the certification. So don't always listen to what people tell you. Look at what they do. Something I tell all of my students, what I'm teaching you to do in my 100K coaching program, my therapy maximizer program is exactly what I do in my company. You'll be able to see everything I do because you'll be doing the same thing. You'll see and think, oh, wow, that's why Scott said that or does that or does that or does because I'm doing the exact same thing. I tell all my students this. The only thing difference between my business and your business will be the niche. Everything else you're doing is exactly what I do in my company. And what does this do? It's an authentic way to look at a business owner who actually uses the strategies they teach you. But again, you go back to the certification company. Behind the scenes, they have all of these processes going on. However, they're telling you just buy our certification and that's all you need. Okay, so there's a dissonance there. You have to look at these things. Don't just fall for what people tell you. Look at what's really going on. So look, like I said, I know it's noble to help people, but you are a part of those people. How good a therapist can you be if you can't pay your bills? So meaning, based on what we just talked about, you know, you've got these large training, education debts, you've got no return in your investment. It's really meaning that most therapists and coaches fork out something like ten dollars to $20,000 to become a therapist and spend 10 years just trying to make that money back with a few random clients at $100. That's how long it's going to take. Plus, you're at a nine-to-five job you hate. And wasn't that the reason why you became certified in the first place? Here's the bottom line. If you've never run a business before, why would you wing it? If you wanted to become a great therapist, you can't just wing it. You can't guess. You've got to go get certified. Business is no different. You want to learn to run a business, you have to learn how to run a business. More certifications do not help you run a business. Learning business to become a business owner and an entrepreneur, you learn those things to be great, uh, become a great business owner and entrepreneur as well. Okay, so if you're forking out ten dollars to $20,000 just to become a therapist, then winging the rest, you can't expect more than just a couple of hundred dollar clients here or there. Guys, at the end of the day, this is not a business. Okay, if you're not getting constant clients, you're not getting consistent, you don't have profitability in your business, you don't have cash flow in your business, you're not seeing paid clients, you don't know social media, you don't know systems, processes, you don't know any of these things, you're not willing to learn, you do not have a business. This is an expensive passion and a very expensive hobby. And it was for me when I first started as well. I had none of this stuff, but I made the decision that this is a very, very expensive hobby. I either can do something with this or I have to give up. So then what usually happens is they assume, these are the people that are spending 10 to 20 grand a year uh, to become a therapist, getting no clients, running no business. 
they assume that their failing business is due to the lack of certification. That's what everybody thinks, or just a mindset thing. So most therapists and coaches believe I'm not getting clients. I don't have a system. I can't run a business. I'm not making money. I have to go work a nine to five job. Well, the reason why that I don't have a business, i.e. I'm listening to these other gurus again, trying to sell me another certification is because I don't have masters. Oh, awesome. I've just go, got to go get masters and clinical. Then I'll have a business and clients kicking down my door. It doesn't work. All that happened is your training debt goes up. Business is in a bigger deficit. No more clients attracted. Clients don't know whether you got masters or clinical and they don't give a shit. I really want to drive this point home, guys. Okay, I get passionate about this part because if you can just trust me in what I'm saying here and follow this advice, I can guarantee 100% and I don't guarantee a lot that your business will start to work. It'll start to get paid clients because you're changing the entire model. If you're trying to run your business uh, off the old broken therapy and coaching model that's been around for probably well over 50 years, Look at the result of the old broken model. How many therapists and coaches are broke? Don't have a business going back to a job in nine to five. That shows you that model is broken. Okay, this is not a business, guys. It's an expensive hobby or a passion. But look, if you're just happy to have this as a passion or a hobby, you're happy just to get a bit of extra pocket money, a couple of hundred dollar clients here or there. Fantastic. Just keep doing what you're doing. You don't need to follow this because obviously that's, you know, it's basically the law of big numbers. Okay. You get certified, you put a couple of posts out there once a cup, you know, once a year or so like that saying you're a hypnotherapist. As the law of big numbers, you may get one or two clients here or there. That just happens out of, for lack of better words, luck. Okay. Uh, but if you're serious about this and you want to turn $100 clients randomly every month into $1,000 clients per day, you have to change the model, but you don't get more certified. You don't sit there and work on your abundance blocks and mindset all day. Because your clients don't exist in your head. They exist in the real world. So you have to do real world things to get their attention. Okay, so don't fall for that lack of certifications. So more certifications, more funnels, more free sessions, and more things, quote unquote things, will never fix a broken business. Bad or lack of systems and reliable and predictable processes is responsible for that broken business not certification or lack of them, not mindset or lack of them. It's the things that you don't understand about how to be a business owner. That's the reason why you don't have clients. And hopefully you're really starting to see that guys and getting excited about what I'm talking about because I know what I'm describing is exactly what's happening in your business right now. How do I know this? Because I've been in your shoes. I was there and I had to fix it. So what I'm talking about now is how I fix my own business. So like, look, you guys can have a master certification in this and that and have an advanced in every training modality and brag you know everything there is to know about the mind and how it works. But if you can't get clients, bring resources and income into your business, all is for what? Sure, you can be an expert. Nothing like being an expert while you're standing at Woolworths as a checkout chick or whatever it is. But you have a master's in this or you go collect trolleys at Foodland or something like that. It's the only example I can really come up with. But you see my point. No point being an expert, but you claim to understand about the mind and how it works. But you also don't see that it goes beyond the mind. It goes beyond being a business owner, understanding processes and systems and pricing and solutions and niching and social media and onboarding clients and doing your accounting. 
These are the things you have to learn. Some are going to be rather boring and painful, but these are what it takes to be a business owner, not more certification, not advanced and everything. Okay. Like I said, if you can't get clients, bring in resources and income for your business. Unfortunately, that nine to five job becomes a real reality, guys. So remember back right at the start, I've got another diagram here of what I was doing. Okay. When I first started, I had no niche. My actions were just healing myself, free stuff, free sessions, procrastination. My conversions were just email. What was my income? Zero. Because I wasn't doing the things that my clients needed me to do. I wasn't out there talking about my business. I wasn't present. I wasn't showing up where my clients are. My clients are not in my head. Think about this. I can do all the mindset work I want for years and years and years trying to solve my own problem or what I thought was my problem. We know that most of our problems or all of our problems we think is just a guess because they're unconscious, you know, all that sort of stuff, guys. We've talked about this before. But my point here is if I'm spending all my time trying to master my mind and it's abundance blocks and it's the unconscious mind, stuff like that, what am I missing out on? The conscious activities. I have to get in front of the right clients. I have to give them the right service. I have to have the right prices, the infrastructure, the systems, the processes in the business to actually succeed as a business owner. But if all I'm doing is doing all my stuff in my head, what can I expect, guys? Okay. So remember, that's where I started. Niche, none, actions, just working myself, conversions, none, income, none. What could I expect? So guys, you must think like a business owner, an entrepreneur. That's my big point here. Your monthly income and sustainability as a business owner are more important than all the certifications you have or how much you know intellectually. I can guarantee you guys, you know more about therapy, coaching, unconscious mind, conscious mind. You know that theory way better than I do. I can guarantee you guys have more certifications than I have. But that's the difference. I gave up on that. That's the reason why I'm not certified. I'm not successful enough because it's intellectually it's the problem. Certifications is the problem. And I realized that's not the case. And I was sold that dream by every expert on stage saying I needed clinical and that advanced and this until I looked behind their business, as I mentioned right at the start. And that's where things took off. And that's what I'm revealing to you guys here. So think about this. How much of an expert can you be? If you can only dedicate two hours per night after working a nine hour working shift. Okay. Really? How much could you get done? Okay. So what do you have to do to work out your price? Use the diagram below it's sort of a long winded way around the price, but you see where I'm going guys. Here's a quick diagram. This is how you work out how much to charge clients. Current situation is pain. Get them to their desired situation, which is success, happiness, health, whatever they want. So think about this. What is this worth, do you think? What do you think it's worth for someone to quit smoking after 20 years of smoking, having all the bad things associated with smoking happen to them, the hundreds of thousands of dollars spent on cigarettes? What's that worth to my client, do you think? Okay, now don't worry how long it'll take yet. Don't worry, well, Scott, I, don't, I can't get a helper client in one session like you. Neither could I right at the start, but you work on that as you go through. If it takes you 10 sessions right now, so be it. Let's talk about price. What's this worth to your client, not to you? Forget about what the experts have told you. Okay, forget about when they say you only charge $100 a session. Forget that. That model doesn't work. I've hopefully I've made my point clear on that. What is it worth to your client? Get out of your head, the client. What is it also worth future value and speed? So if you can't decide, I'm going to make it abundantly clear for you guys, give it a price of $1,500 in your currency or above. Don't argue it, just go do it. What's the worst thing someone can say? No or yes. Yes is a great thing. 
Now you would kick yourself if you gave that price of $1,500 and a client said yes, but in yesterday you said the same thing to a client, but you said $100 and they also said yes. Sure, you just made some money, but now you missed out on $1,400. All a price is, is just vibrations of sound coming out of your mouth. It's just a price. It's just a group of numbers. But when you can understand, guys, the future value you're giving to your client, even the most expensive therapist and coach that charge $50,000 per transformation, that is still going to be worth more to your client long term. They are going to save more financially and emotionally long term than $50,000. So charge for it. So like I said, if you can't decide, let me decide for you. Like I said, I help smokers at $1,500 who spent that amount per month on cigarettes. The value of my service has a lifetime effect and numerous, numerous, numerous future benefits for which I charge my clients for. So get comfortable saying this new amount. Yes, in your currency, okay? Say it out loud 100 times a day, 500 times a day. I charge $1,500. I charge $1,500. I charge $1,500. When your nerves and fear of that high price disappear, start saying, I charge $2,500. Get it all the way up to $10,000. Get it to $10,000 without any nerves or any pain or any fear. Then when you do go to your normal price of just $1,500, it's going to be easier than ordering a cup of coffee. That confidence will fill up your clients with confidence. And you're not shortchanging them. You're not ripping them off. $1,500 to help them for a lifetime of benefits. You should actually be charging more, but let's... Let's start at $1,500. Now, right now, if you're charging $50, $1,500 is going to be a leap. But you know what? I don't care. What I do care about is you quitting your nine to five job and making a business out of this. And $1,500 gives us time and resources for what? Pay your bills, look after your kids, have cash flow in your life, but also gives you time in your business to do, and I'll talk about the social media in a second, to do all the things you need to do to get your next client. But if you're back-to-back -back with $50 clients, remember that ebbs and flows in your income we talked about before, that's what you're going to experience. $1,500 allows us time. Lack of time will kill businesses. The more time you get in your business, which means you need more money to buy more time, the more things you can get done. The longer you can spend with your clients if need be, because they've already paid you a massive price up front. And here's the thing, guys. The quality of client gets better. There is a massive difference in quality of client compared to a $1,500 client, a $100 client. My old $100 clients were late, were rude, wouldn't send me testimonials, always wanted a refund. They were a fucking nightmare to work with. And they were really, really hard to work with unconsciously because they had all these blocks. They're just a terrible, not a terrible person. They were nice people, but terrible as fact as being a therapy client. I want to make that clear. My $1,500 clients, however, they were so motivated that when they came in, they'd already paid out the strategy call. They sat down in front of me. In some cases, I could literally say to a client, I'd say, what's the problem? They say, Scott, I want to quit smoking. And I go, okay, just quit. They look to me as the expert. I've already put $1,500 on the table. So they already trust the process. And a lot of them just said, okay. And they never smoked again. And they sent me people. So I know it worked. It's a different quality of client. It's a different quality of car. When you buy a car worth $20,000 compared to a $60,000 car, different quality. The bigger your prices, the better the quality of client.
every single time. I've used this word. I don't know if it's a real word, uh, but when you have those $1,500 clients, guys, they're three quarters of the way therapized because they're motivated. $100 clients require a lot of motivation to prove yourself. Is it going to work? And garbage, garbage, garbage. Concentrate on the $1,500 clients. You don't need as many. So you won't be back to back, which allows you a long time to really work on this niche. So you know your service over a client's lifetime will pay, uh, will more than pay for itself back. Your client's going to get way more value than $1,500 over their entire 20, 30, 40 year, 50 year lifetime that's left in their life. So charge for it. Okay. Now, as you can imagine, a client's always going to ask, well, how long is it going to take to get that desired situation? So I'll give you some context. At the end of my strategy call, my lawyers would say, okay, $1,500, here's my credit card. I take that payment over Stripe. If not, use PayPal. And then they say, okay, Scott, so what's next? And I say, well, great. Let me get my diary out. Do you want to do uh, tomorrow at three o'clock or Friday at nine, nine o'clock? They say, let's do Friday at nine o'clock. But Scott, I'm curious, how long is this actually going to take? Like, can it be done? in my lunch break. What happens if it doesn't work in my lunch break? And I tell them, cool, we need the lunch break for now, but let's see what happens at the end of the session. If we need another session, I'll just book you in the following day. But chances are that probably won't happen anyway. There's a lot of confidence in this. In hypnotherapy language, we call this priming, priming your client for the right outcome, letting them be confident in your success. Okay, so easy answer. You can just memorize this part. So if a client asks, well, how long is it actually gonna take? Say this, let's start with the first session. We'll go from there. My goal is to get you to your desired outcome as quickly as possible so you can get on your life without having to see me every single week for the next few months. How does that sound, client? Okay, let your client answer and they're going to say, well, that sounds awesome. Done, book them in, get on with it. Don't need a long-winded thing. Don't need to talk about how the unconscious mind might reject your therapy, any of that. Just get it done, guys. So always bring your client's mind back to the end result, not the time element. So don't let your client leave the phone with just the time element. Always bring it back. You know, it might take this amount of time, but our goal is to get you this and this and this and this and this, because this is what you've paid me for. How does that sound? Client says, that sounds fantastic. Bang, fantastic job. So remember, the lower your price and the longer it takes to complete a client's breakthrough, uh, the longer you have to distribute that low price over longer periods of time, you go from being excited, you just made $500 for your three-month package, but then you have to distribute that $500 over three months, and now you're paying yourself about 20 cents a day, plus dealing with numerous emails, PMs, bad quality clients, Facebook PMs with concern, extra phone calls, extra support, extra everything that comes with low-paying clients. Now, I want to point out as well, don't feel bad for saying no to people. Here's the one thing I realized, sure, my prices were extravagant. And a lot of people say, well, how dare, how dare you, Scott? You're a great therapist. How dare, can you, how dare you say no to people that need your help? And I realized one thing. I felt bad about it for a second, but then I realized something. Not every therapist and coach is going to follow this system. Most are going to say, well, Scott, I can't do that. I'm going to follow what I've normally done. And that's fine. They go back to default. So there's enough of those therapists and coaches out there charging $10 a session, $20 a session, $50 a session. Let those people that I've said no to, let them go to them. Okay, so it's not I'm discounting the client per se, but it just doesn't fit my business model. And I'm okay to say no. It's my prerogative to say no, it's my business at the end of the day. Okay, so plus, like I said, dealing with all the emails, the extra support, the extra phone calls, this has to be considered into the price. Okay, and unfortunately, all these low quality and low paying clients, 
They want more of anything and everything included in the lower price. Your business requires resource guys, income and time. There are no ways around it. Sure, you can go from offering low prices to any client that comes along. It's your business and it's your decision. But like I said, a business requires resources, income and time. When you were certified, that training company required you to swap your money in exchange for their service and in return you became qualified. Which always confuses me because then that same certification company, like I said, they just say you need masters and you'll be successful in business or you need to work on your mind successful in business, but they're not telling you what they do in their company to make their business work. But they also say things like this, which always confuses me. Spend the next six months giving away as many free sessions as possible. But you didn't get your certification for free. You had to pay that $10,000 to get certified. But then they tell you, give away sessions for free. I can guarantee they never did that. And their training company wouldn't survive if they gave their certifications away for free. So guys, don't just listen to what people say. Analyze what's going on behind the scenes. And that always confused me when gurus would say that. But look, maybe I missed something and it's not really important. So anyway, here's the bottom line. Banks require regular mortgage payments. Utility companies require regular payments. Supermarkets require you to pay your bill on the day you take your groceries home. School fees are required at each term as long as your child is attending that school. Do you see my point? There is nothing wrong with wanting to help people while helping yourself and also your family to live a life that you guys have worked so hard for. There is nothing wrong with it. No matter what your mind tells you, no matter what you've experienced in your life, there is nothing wrong with charging people in exchange to help them while they help you. It's just an even exchange. So think about this. If you're working a nine to five job, do you concern yourself with how much money the CEO is making? Well, probably not. As long as you get paid each and every week, right? It's the CEO or the owner of the company that has to keep the company running. Make all the decisions and make money in the company to pay your wages. A business needs money and time to survive. Money buys your time and your freedom to improve your MOS, which in the long run helps more people. So that look, guys, the choice is yours at the end of the day. So now we know the price and how to perceive value properly. Let's take it one step further to really understand what we are selling and the best way to sell it. I keep saying like, just sell the end result. Don't sell things, time and hours. But how do we actually do this? Well, here's the thing. Selling any therapeutic or coaching service can be tricky, especially if you don't know how to do it. Because it's not like buying a car or a new TV. Coaching and therapy services are not tangible. So what are we selling exactly? So this is a very straightforward, but where most people screw it up, just like I did when I was starting my business. So as you guys will see in the book, I've got a couple of links there. Uh, for extra resource videos that go to my YouTube channel for pricing your MOS service and also selling with future value. So I cover those things. But now let's look at what are we actually going to sell and how do we sell it with a lot of efficiency? So as I've mentioned many times during this book, like a broken record, we are not selling coaching. We are not selling NLP, hypnotherapy, healing, timeline therapy, breakthroughs, any type of therapy. And we are definitely not selling things, workbooks, hours and sessions. We're not selling the how. You are selling the end result and that should be abundantly clear right now. That is it. End result, bar none, never time, never things or never hours, etc. As I mentioned before, there's that diagram again, guys, go check that out. It really just encapsulate how simple that message is. 
that how you treat your clients and the type of therapy you use to get your clients to the end result is irrelevant to clients and your business. No client is ever sitting up at nighttime, scared, anxious, and afraid thinking, well, I hope my hypnotherapist uses Ericksonian language with timeline mixed in. They're never thinking about these things. Clients are not online researching the difference between a hypnotherapist, a coach, or an nlp -er. But most of us spend all of our time trying to explain that to clients, explain NLP and hypnotherapy, things that clients do not care about. Your client that is sitting up at nighttime just wants results, and that's all they care about. So if you're marketing your niche and what you're trying to sell is the actual type of therapy you use and using that in your marketing, you will lose clients every time. The result you sell mixed in with your MOS is key here to only talk to your clients about their pain and the solution you offer, not the how. Just give them the end result. Talk about that. So how do you sell this thing that doesn't really exist until your client gets the results? Well, that's the next question. So if you remember the system all the way back at the start, we had our action items. But now let's move on to the second part, which is the conversion stage. And this is what I call the strategy call. My recommendation is to always use some sort of strategy call system. It could be a clarity call, could be a sales call. You can call it whatever you want to. So we teach all of our students this, and it is the direct reason for their massive growth in business. So if you recall our above system, I've got a diagram there for you guys to remind you. The process is a strategy call, a controllable conversation that has a, as a direct and immediate outcome. Now, if you're saying, well, Scott, I don't like doing sales. I don't want to be sleazy. I don't like doing sales calls. Think back to your certification. Most of them will offer some sort of strategy call. They'll offer you some sort of call to see if that certification is right for you. Then they'll sell you at the end. It's no different here. Any big business or corporation that's selling some sort of service or product has a strategy call. So if you don't want to do sales, you think it's sleazy, that's more about you. Then there's really no point reading the rest of this book or even adopting what I'm saying, because this is part of the system. You have to figure out another way to work this out for yourself. Okay. It's a controllable conversation that has a direct and immediate outcome. Why would we want to do a strategy call? Why not use sales pages and funnels and prices on our websites, flyers, business cards, or even over PM or email? Why don't we just do that, Scott? That seems a lot easier. Well, the reason is we cannot control or stabilize these things, meaning we can't control the outcome. We can't control how many of our sales pages, websites, flyers, or emails our clients read before they get distracted and go do something else. Think about this. If I had a potential client worth $2,500 or $5,500, I would want to control this situation. I wanted to give it my best attempt to try and make that sale. I mean, wouldn't you? If the power of decision saying yes to you or not is left up to your potential client who is reading your website flyer or email... You do not have control over this process. Using a strategy call system, however, which you can also discuss in detail, the future benefit of working with you today and kill all of the objections they might have, you can take your client through a pre-arranged journey from a total stranger to a paying client with total control, just like you would do with a therapy session. You do the same thing there. It's the same thing in business. This controlled process allows us to ask the right questions destroy objections, and show the future value of working with you. This can't be done in a sales page, no matter how good your copy or your marketing is. How can you explain the benefits, the value, the process of how you work with a client by typing it into a sales page or funnel? Client reads a couple of lines, kids start screaming, they run after their kids, 
three hours later, they're pissed off. They're angry. They click out of your sales page and go do something else. You just lost a client. They're not going to read your funnel. They're not going to read the words because they may read the whole thing and then go, wow, look at the price of that. That's two and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll go and find somebody else. Oh, look, you're saying you're a hypnotherapist. Joe Bloggs down the road is saying he's a hypnotherapist. He only charges $50. Well, I guess all hypnotherapists are the same. You haven't made it clear why you charge two and a half thousand dollars. I'm going with Joe Bloggs. That's just what can happen, guys. That's reality. So if you want to inform your clients over the phone, make sure your clients understand what you're saying and get them fucking excited about the end result you can offer them. But don't spend the whole strategy call talking about NLP and hypnosis because they don't care about these things. Look, guys, the more control you have in this process stage and you become really good at selling your service and showing the value, you can predict, predict sorry, the outcome more sales. Thus, you have control over how many strategy calls you need to make X amount of money per month. So let's say, for example, you are closing 50% of every strategy call you have. So every two calls, you're guaranteed to close one. And you want to make $10,000 per month with a price of $2,500 per client. You need to acquire eight strategy calls. Simple. Okay, do eight calls, close half of them, bang, you've got your first $10,000 month. Wouldn't that be easier than waking up every day going, how am I going to get a client today? What should I say? How much do I charge? What do I do with this? How do I do this? What should I say? They're all saying no. They're saying yes. What a crazy, crazy, crazy chaos. No. If you know each and every month to make $10,000, you need to get eight strategy calls. You would just do everything possible to get those eight strategy calls. Then what will happen the following month, because you've already closed four of those people and you got good at them saying yes, the next month, you can probably do less strategy calls because now you're better at selling. So now we can improve your sales process. That's how we get control. And like I said, then with more experiencing uh, experience with strategy calls, your closing rate goes up meaning you either make more money faster with fewer strategy calls, which is always optimum, or you still aim for the same amount of strategy calls, but you double your income. Systems and processes gives us data to control. And by now, we teach all of our students in week two of our program how to master sales. We give them scripts. We give them process. We give them templates. I give them something called a future value deck, which is a presentation done for them. They just show their clients and it closes. So all these students have to work out is how many, how much money they want to make per month, what their price is, bang, 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 put that maths together, really, really simple. I need to do X amount of strategy calls per month and I'm guaranteed to make $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 and beyond. Simple. Okay, systems and processes gives us this data and this control. A business lacks efficiency without data. No data means more guessing. What do I have to do today? If you're thinking that in your business, it's a clear sign you do not have control over an outcome. And I wouldn't want to run a business that way. Not if my family and my life depends on me making money. What a horrible way to start a business. So if you look at any of your month's income or lack of and cannot calculate at the start of each month how many calls you need, your business will remain chaotic and uncontrollable. Just like those big certification companies or those gurus you look up to, what's happening in the background? They're looking at this data. They have sales teams, they have KPIs, they have things they need to follow in order to get strategy calls or clarity calls booked to make money. Remember, they'll tell you it's just about the certifications, but that's the product they're selling you. That's the dream. Look what's happening behind the scenes. Okay. If you want to remain in chaos and be uncontrollable, you don't have to worry about this part. But I'm sure at this point in the book, if you're listening still, uh, you want control. 
So look, if you don't have control, your stress and your anxiety increases. And then back to the want ads or signing up to drive for Uber. That's reality. You can do all the mindset work you want, pray to the universe, energy, all of that sort of stuff. But if you can't do these predictable, controllable and conscious activities, all of that stuff is going to be a waste of time because it's not going to get you any closer to your next client, no matter what these other gurus will tell you. That's their product. Look what's happening behind the scenes, guys. All right? So when you're doing a strategy call, what are some good questions to ask? Well, guys, I'm going to give you a brief, but remember every niche is different. Okay. But I'll give you some questions uh, for your next strategy call to help you guys. I want to give you as much detail as possible. So here's some questions for a great strategy call, a clarity call. Don't get lost in the name, guys. It really doesn't matter. Number one, defining your client's pain. What is it? How did it manifest? What does it feel like? What does it look like? Tell me about it. Get some information. Number two, if that's your pain, what is your desired situation? Number three, why do they want that desired situation? What is their motivation? Number four, how come they cannot get there themselves? Why can't they get to that end result that they want? Why can't they get it for themselves? Why do they need your help would be number five. Number six, what would life be like six months from now without that pain? Number seven, then you offer your price. See, most people do the price at the start. No, no, no. Go through this journey with them. Number seven will be offer a price and prove the future value of working with you today. Number eight, overcome objections over the phone. Don't get off the phone until you've destroyed all of them. Lastly, at the end of that call, take full payment of the credit card over the phone. Move on to your next strategy call. Now, good luck trying to put that into a sales page or an email with an invoice. Okay, if you can do it, please contact me because I'd love to be able to see it, but I also want to see your close rate on that as well. Okay, so where are we right now? Very, very simple processes. Hopefully I really started to have you think differently as a business owner. Now we're moving towards the end of the book. Now let's look at something called long-term and short-term social media. Okay, so we've set up the system. We understand the conversion, but what is this social media I talked about? Where I was like, how do we actually get these clients? Well, to start, let me do a quick recap. Uh, you now understand what a niche really is. You know how to use the MOS process and pricing your service with the correct value. So how do we actually get new clients? Remember all the way back towards the start, I talked about the 80-20 rule from before. Remember that? During your marketing is where it is most important. It's that 80-20 rule. Hands down, the easiest way to get new clients are to use and love online social media. By far, it is the easiest way to attract clients into your business. I don't recommend events speaking gigs, meetups, handing out business cards and flyers. By mastering social media, you can strategically indoctrinate your market into your way of thinking by constantly providing value using different mediums. Your potential clients are on Facebook right now. They are on YouTube right now. But why are they on these platforms? They are searching for answers to their questions. So if they're in Facebook, they're on YouTube, they're online looking for answers to their common questions, which are really objections, why not provide value and create content that answers these questions? We know that they're possibly even searching for their questions on Google or even watching YouTube videos to understand the problems they have. They want to understand their problems more. They're not looking for a hypnotherapist. They're not typing an RTT or an NLP. They're not doing these things because they don't know who these people are, what it is, and they don't care. So go beyond, you know, even the how into that many times right now. So I'm not talking about paying for ads on Facebook and Google. We don't have to worry about that. We can do this organically. I'm talking about using social media platforms the way they have been to being designed to use. 
Here's the thing. Facebook connects people to people, not people to businesses. You don't have to run ads. YouTube answers common questions in video form. So why not put your valuable content in front of these people? They're already online anyway. Show them value. Provide value by answering the most common questions, not selling. Don't be one of those people that creates social media and says, hey, I've got a, an appointment for next Thursday after someone canceled who wants to quit smoking. That's not value, that's selling. We never sell. We provide value and allow our clients to make the decision that we are the expert and allow our clients to contact us. So provide value by answering your clients' most common questions, not searching. They're already online looking for this stuff. So give them what they're searching for. The true secret to social media and building a business online is consistency. Any business that is successful realizes that consistency over long periods of time will always win. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen a coach or therapist complete one Facebook live, make not make $10,000 from it, give up, blame social media, then change their entire niche. They do this week after week after week. They think one Facebook live is all they have to make, which is not true. So keeping up the theme of systems and avoiding chaos of a more to-do list, which social media platforms do you use? Which is more efficient for your time and will yield the best results more than the other things you put into? So when using social media, most people throw spaghetti at the wall, just like I did. And they use every social media platform. Remember the first type of therapist I talked about? More of everything. Okay. More of everything means more of everything type of attitude. Okay. But that type of person is still better than the second one who does nothing. So when in fact, more of everything leads us back to chaos with no asymmetry. So to make it easier, I divide social media into two parts, as you can see in the bottom diagram. So I have something called long-term social media grows over time without me having to have consistent posts. And I have short-term grows quickly, but needs to be refreshed with new content every few hours with really simple content. Now, this may shock you. I only use two platforms, Facebook and YouTube. I really don't use anything else. Now, I wrote this book two years ago, three years ago. Right now, we do have an Instagram account. We're just diving into TikTok. But they're still not where I put a lot of my attention. All of my attention goes on YouTube and Facebook because they've been proven to work. Now, I don't use Twitter. I have in the book that I don't use Instagram. We do use it, but I don't get a lot from it. I do not, however, run Facebook ads or Google ads. Never do, never will, not even in the future, never will. I don't use click funnels or lead pages. I don't speak at events, meetups, or podcasts. I do none of that stuff. So why Facebook and why for my personal page, not a business or a brand page, and why YouTube specifically? Because we can repurpose content efficiently from one to the other is my main reason. I can create one video, get it on YouTube, get it on Facebook, cut the video, create smaller videos. So from one piece of content I create, I can turn it into multiple things and share it across every social media platform that I'm on. I do not need to create different content for different platforms with different dimensions, times, and ratios just to make it fit into that problem, uh, into that platform. So here's an example. I can record videos for YouTube that I can turn into a post for Facebook and upload those YouTube videos as a video on Facebook. I can record a Facebook Live and upload it to my YouTube channel, optimize it with highly searchable title and optimized description so it ranks uh, in the top spot for my specific keyword. I can cut long videos into sections and upload them over Facebook over a few days. I can take something I said in a video and turn that into an announcement on Facebook. I can ask questions on Facebook, like an announcement post or something like that, that gives me ideas for my YouTube videos. Then post them back onto Facebook, receive hundreds of comments and book dozens of strategy calls. 
The one thing I know for sure is everyone uses Facebook and YouTube and I've mastered these two things and they work with consistent results. Keeping my inputs minimal, controllable and reliable, making my asymmetry tracking even easier. So there's that diagram. Short-term, long-term asymmetry. So I can do all of this for my $2,500 laptop uh, with free editing software, a $100 microphone, and a $30 USB camera. That's my entire company. I don't use any crazy software, anything like that, any lighting. It's just that's my entire company. I don't even have to leave my house. Making my business expenses almost zero and my effort very minimal. My biggest expense in my, is my accountant, and she saves me more money than I pay her and keeps my entire business chaos-free with very little expenses with maximum profits, Okay really simple. So long-term versus short-term. So let's look more into this. Long-term is what I call YouTube. People, your clients and my students use YouTube as a search platform and they're typing in questions like, how do I grow my coaching business? They find my video on this subject, consume my content, follow my call to action, my CTA, that I give them at the start and the end of my video to sign up to a program or even book a strategy call with me. This is my funnel without using funnel software. And that's all it is. That's all a funnel is. It's a call to action. I don't have to pay $150 a month for funnel software when, can I when I can achieve the same thing for free. So what is it your video they see on? Okay, so let's look at your niche. If your clients have anxiety and that's your niche, remember your clients aren't looking for a hypnotherapist or a coach, what would they be on YouTube looking up if their pain was a real problem? They wouldn't be looking up, how will a hypnotherapist help me? No, they'd be typing in things like, how do I overcome anxiety? It's a common question someone has. Your content needs to show up. In other niches, it could be, how do I find a loving relationship? How do I grow my confidence? How do I stop PTSD? And your call to action, which is what they act on, should be to book a strategy call with you, bring them into the system. And your booking system, they book into boom, you have free clients and a way to repeat the process with more videos. And thanks to YouTube, it will continue to show these videos to the right people over and over again, even while you sleep. I call it a long-term strategy as one video can work for you long-term without having to touch that video ever again. So the next equation is what right content should you create that your clients will actually watch, see value in and follow your call to action? Look, I'll get to that in a moment. But I do want to cover first, short-term. Short-term is more Facebook. We could also include TikTok and Instagram in that as well, but Facebook is still a priority. People are on Facebook all day, meaning that your content needs to be shown to them every single day. But Facebook Facebook, sorry, works differently than YouTube. Facebook unfortunately hides content after a certain amount of days. They stop sharing your content organically, free without ads. So if we have to be refreshing content every two to three hours while your business is inside working hours using a mixture of Facebook Lives, posts, testimonials, announcements, long posts, short posts, etc. Now you might be thinking, well, Scott, I don't want to be sitting in front of my laptop posting all day. And my answer to this is, well, if you have no clients, what else are you going to do or how else are you going to get them? You're going to go host a meetup group or an event that costs you time and money where you have no control over who shows up. Are you going to pay for catering? You're going to pay for the room? maybe even flights in a hotel for some random people who saw a free event and wanted something to do? Are you going to walk the streets handing out business cards and flyers that cost you time and money that people put into the bin? Are you going to run expensive and confusing Facebook ads for between $100 and $150 for seven days just to test your ads? 
with funnels that cost you time and money in hopes that you will outbid other coaches and therapists so your audience doesn't click on the button that says, stop showing me this ad. But look, you know, I guess you could go hire an agency that'll cost you about $8,000 just to set up your funnel, charge you $10,000 per month uh, to run your ads. On top of that is your $5,000 ad spend per, uh, per month, knowing that it's the agency's business. So they don't really care if they get results or not. You still have to pay them either way. Systems thinking requires control of the input, process, and output. Your time needs to be used efficiently. It's no longer about doing more than your competition or outspending your competition. It's about systems thinking, systems control, and efficient uses of your time and resources. The above, which is paid ads, events, meetups, and business cards, do not have any control over your business who will show up. Meaning if I do a Facebook Live, however, which doesn't cost me a cent, I can have the right title. I find that title by figuring out what are my client's most common questions, specific title. I know those people will show up because it's a video they want to watch. I don't need to leave my house and it hasn't cost me a cent. Then I can repeat that process daily. More of the same inputs that got me my outputs is my business plan. I do only the things that are proven to work themselves out and I will ignore everything else. This is how I can do less and achieve more over and over and over. In my eyes, creating a 20-minute Facebook Live can be repurposed indefinitely, has less effort and less moving parts than going to an event that requires energy, time, money, etc. and I have no control over who turns up. So what content do you create? You might be thinking, well, that all makes sense, but what do I actually create? I'm going to make this super simple for you guys. Most will create content based on what they think is best or what they want people to hear. Usually it's like their story, why they became a coach, how amazing NLP is, blah, blah, blah. Stuff your client doesn't care about. It's all the things your clients are not interested in, nor will they watch. Clients don't care about you. Clients care about themselves. Thus, if you go to create this content, crickets. But then you'll come back and say, well, social media fault. The reason I'm not getting clients is I need more certifications or I have to do a funnel, I have to do ads. No. You're just creating the wrong content. So just like our niche research, we want to create content that answers specific questions to our market's most common pains and problems. Now you want to get out of your own head and stop guessing. Does that sound familiar, guys? What questions does your market need answering? What problems do they have? What are they researching online? Get your content answering those questions. Make a mixture of Facebook Lives, posts, announcements, YouTube videos, answering common questions and facts, using the social media platforms where your clients are looking, not in the places where they're not looking. So here is one place you can find out exactly what your market is looking for and what they want answered. You can do this absolutely free. You have to obviously download this book to click on the link or just go to a platform called answerthepublic.com. Okay. So think about this and, you know, answerpublic.com, you can find out everything your clients are looking for. So think about this, guys. We're getting pretty close to the end of the book. Are you enjoying this not thinking approach to the book so far? Are you seeing why you had so much chaos in this business with no ability to control it? So where are we right now? The niche is confirmed. You have created your solution with the MOS process. Your pricing with overall transformation and future prevail. You're on top of your social media. So what's missing? Well, the holy grail is missing. The last part of the system, asymmetry. More with less. Less button pushing, but making more money.
asymmetrical inputs. So what is asymmetry? Well, it's really the ability to take less action, expend less energy, push fewer buttons and achieve more. Outputs equals income. So remember these two types of therapists from the before? Number one is the do it everything at once therapist. So when this therapist first started out in business, they try to attempt everything at once. Use every social media platform at once, but they don't track anything. They attend every single event and networking party, create 12 different funnels with Facebook ads, give away free sessions, host events, webinars, and workshops, create 10 different products in eight different niches with 16 different price points. Very, very quickly, they get overwhelmed, exhausted, and the effort never really materializes into any sort of money or success based on how much effort they're taking. But when they see this approach not working, the only thing they can work out is, well, I need to keep adding more and more and more of everything until 15 hour days are still not producing results. Number two, like I said, is where I started is the overthinker and the warrior. The therapist or a coach comes to realize about how much they think they have to do in order to be successful. And they get so overwhelmed and scared they end up doing nothing. They think they have to use all the social media. They think they have to do sales and videos and Facebook uh, lives and YouTube videos, funnels with paid ads, networking events, free sessions, pro bono, and the list goes on. Again, they get very, very overwhelmed confused about where to start and they do nothing. Their only conclusion is I need to get more certified. I need to do more mindset work or I have to get my better timeline sorted out. And they've concluded that these things are the real problem, but they're not looking at the system itself. So remember, I wanted to turn you into number three, which we've started to do during this book. But let me cut to the chase. The asymmetry expert, in our, the way they're able to run their business by doing less is they cut complexity, systems, strategies, niches, service prices, and social media strategy down to one, leaving them with one niche, one price, one service, one social media strategy, and one focus. So the last part of our system is to look for asymmetry inside the new system we're creating. So there's that diagram. The asymmetry is what we track and we either repeat what's working or ignore the things that are not. And that's what asymmetry allows us to do. This is how we become the third type. Asymmetry is the art of finding the best, makes money, actions with the least amount of effort that achieves the biggest outcome and ignores everything else. Every shiny object, every new funnel, every other expert claiming that you can get 750% more watch time on Facebook Lives with this app. Every mindset coach is saying you need to unblock the 16 biggest blocks of abundance. Every copywriter is saying that you need to use hidden uh, hypnotic language to fool your client's mind into buying from you every single time and everything else that adds more things than what your system actually needs. Sounds like the MOS process, right? We are MOSing your system, your business, your income, your success, your confidence. I am MOSing every single thing you do, guys. Why? Because I want to make it simple for you. So how do we find this elusive asymmetry? Well, it's actually quite easy. So below is the diagram again of our entire system. We can put asymmetry markers in a few places. We're not going to guess where our asymmetry is. I'm going to show you where to track it. So number one, a great place to have an asymmetry marker is in your booking system in your survey. See this question I have here. This is for the tracking system. Okay, so the question I have in my survey is, where did you find Scott? Did you see him on YouTube, Facebook? Was it a referral, word of mouth? Where did you see him? Now, to the average person that is booking a strategy call with me, they just look at that and they answer that question. But this tells me every single place that I need to be more than others. 
You could also ask people on your strategy call, where did you find me? Mark it down. And if you have 20 strategy calls in a row and 15 of those people tell you that they saw you on Facebook, now you know where your asymmetry is. You want to look through all your inputs over the last 30 days and where are you seeing the most responses? If you do a YouTube video and you get hundreds of comments compared to a Facebook Live where you get two, this also lets you know that YouTube may be your asymmetry. Now, if you cannot see what is happening, go back to the start of the book for the next 30 days and watch everything. Just watch everything you do. If you complete an input, what is the response like? If you do a Facebook Live and receive 100 responses, in contrast to hosting a meetup group where four people show up, you can make an easy decision on this data. Add every input, action, and CGA into the system and by the number of responses. Some will show more and some will show less. If you did 15 Facebook Lives in one month, track it. What were the responses like? If you did 75 organic outreach messages to potential clients, track it. If you created 12 YouTube videos in a month, track it. If you got three clients in one week who all found you on YouTube, double down on YouTube. Repeat what gets you clients and ignore the rest, but you have to be extremely vigilant. This will be the most important activity you do. But here's what's crazy. Week after week, when I talk to my students, I ask them where their clients are coming from. And we can look over their entire month and see clearly like a punch in the face where their asymmetry is. If we can see that in one month, a student has five paying clients at $2,500, this is a real case study from one of my students, as a matter of fact, and four of those clients came from YouTube, what do you think I told this student to do? Do you think I told her to go add funnels and ads and all things like that, host meetups? I said, no, go to the places where your clients came from and do more there, ignore everything else. Now she doubled down on YouTube, created one video a day, ignored Facebook and LinkedIn, and let's see what happens. In 30 days and one 15-minute video per day on YouTube that was repurposed into her other content, eight clients at $2,500. She went from five to six hours a day on social media. We built up such momentum and data to find out where her asymmetry was to now just over an hour or two making one video per day, six days per week, doubled her income, less effort, less moving parts, bang, M-O-S again. That is the asymmetry. Now imagine you could do that for your business. I've got two diagrams here. Remember the actions of everything at once with no tracking? So from this chaos to something simple like this, which business model would you rather follow? I know for sure it would be the second one. To know where your time is wasted and where your time is efficiently used to get paying clients is the name of the game, guys. To schedule your entire days, weeks, and months based on asymmetry. And know if you just completed your CGAs with the right asymmetry each day, then did whatever the hell you wanted for the rest of the day, imagine that business model. Because asymmetry shows you where the money is. So all you have to do is wake up each day and go, okay, I know my asymmetry is YouTube. I got two clients last week by doing one video a week. I want to get four clients this week. I'll just double the amount of videos. Or if I'm really, really keen, I'll do a video each day. And I can expect double, triple, quadruple content and uh, results, responses, asymmetry, and income from putting the right actions in the right place and ignoring everything else. That's a business model that's controllable. So this is the asymmetry level, guys. Only the inputs, ignore everything else, the right clients into your processes every single time. 
So you're getting the right clients on the strategy call every single time, paid clients doing less work. And this is just one of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of students who are running this business model. But like I said at the beginning, when most coaches and hypnotherapists, NLPers, practitioners, healers, and beyond start their business, chaos begins. And these same coaches, hypnotherapists, NLPs, practitioners, and healers will continue like this until becoming a slave to their business becomes too much and they give up. So let me end the book with some important questions. What is your income goal for your business? Go ahead and write it down. Say it out loud. Be honest with yourself. How long have you been trying to get to that monthly income goal? Write it down. I want you to realize this. Look at those numbers. Look at that data. For every month you haven't gotten to that goal, can you now see the amount of money you're not making, but also the money you are losing? Look at all the money you guys are losing. That's what would annoy me more than anything. Every day, every week, and every month, you're not hitting your income goal is a day, week, and a month that you cannot get back. And over time, you, have lost, you will have been losing more and more and more and more than you earn. Remember, you had two choices when reading these books. Ignore this lesson. Tell yourself you'll figure it out for yourself. You shouldn't concentrate on money. It's all about helping people. Clients won't pay you because you're not good enough yet. I shouldn't niche because then I'll miss out on clients. You'll take better action in a few months time after you work out your mindset. But really, this is Scott, this is all just about mindset and energy. If I just do more of those things, I clear those things out, then clients will come kicking down my door. That's where most will stay. Or you can face this reality of what I've talked about in this book, break your habits and forget these excuses. Admit you don't know it all and you're not meant to. Admit you can't figure it out yet for yourself and you're not meant to have. Agree that this is the first business you have started and you're not meant to know it all yet. And you do need the trusted expert to help you and to start to grow your business in a whole new way with a proven system and a proven model. So guys, what's next for you? I really have two options here and this really will summarize the end of the book. Below in the description, you can click to book a strategy call with me where I can show you that I have this entire system I've been talking about. Remember, this is a 51-page book. We have well over a course that does well over 35 hours of content to build your business from the systems, the strategies, the process, the social media, the automation, the scaling, getting virtual assistance, doing your accounting, every single thing that you need that I've talked about in this book that I've only had 51 pages to talk about, we get into granular detail. And the best thing is I've done all the work for you. I've done all the thinking for you. All you have to do is turn off your brain input the system, take action, and I can show you how to get for between 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 per month with no Facebook ads, no funnels, no more mindset work, no more free sessions, no more free challenges, no creating a Facebook group, no events, no business cards, no flyers, none of the old model stuff that you're running right now. And I can show you simply how to get to that 10 to $50,000 per month. That's the first option. The next option, ignore this book, go watch another mindset video, go listen to Tony Robbins, go listen to another expert tell you it's all about mindset. Spend the next year doing that while working your nine to five job. So guys, that is the end of the, I can make you a rich coach, hypnotherapist and NLP practitioner. I've really enjoyed my time going through this audio book. Hopefully I've inspired you, opened your mind up. I do apologize for some of the cursing, but I do get very, very passionate about this. 
Uh, this is what I love to do. There is nothing better than seeing people actually succeed with this business model because it is a real shame and it really breaks my heart how many therapists and coaches actually struggle with this, have been lost in the dream of it's all about mindset and certifications and will continually stay there and never make any dividends based on what they've learned. And I know, guys, you are incredible therapists and coaches and I really, from the bottom of my heart, want you to succeed. So if you do want to take the next step and you want to work with me, go ahead and book a strategy call. There'll be a link in the description. You can also go over to my website at scottjansen.com.au. That's scottjansen.com.au. Go check out our success stories. We've got a ton of resources on there you can download for free. Book a strategy call with me when you're ready, and I can show you how to do this for yourself. Or like I said, the option is yours. It's your business. You can do what you want with it. It is up to you whether you want to succeed or not. But look at this logically. If you've been in this business for a month, two months, three months, even six months, and are still struggling to make $1,000 a month, you will not work it out for yourself. Because if you could, you would have done it already. So that's it for this audiobook, guys. My absolute pleasure to have you with me. I look forward to seeing you in the next video. Bye for now.